Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. We're back with our Leftovers podcast, uh, talking about season two, episode three. And by that, I mean season three, episode three. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, crazy white fella thinking. Um, yeah. Yeah, which is uh, the, a, a good title that I think um, you. It, it may, it, I, I could tell this was a Kevin's dad episode, or I should say, a Kevin episode, Kevin Senior. Yes. Um, uh, that was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely a departure, if you will. Uh oh. No, I won't. <laughs> I mean, how many, God, I mean, that'd be a great thing to know. How many departure puns between all the leftovers <laughs> podcasts there are? How many times has people made that one? <laughs> Sorry yeah, to depart. <laughs> it's it's way too easy. But yeah, uh um uh very enjoyable episode, a hundred percent. And this is something I'm really learning. I don't know why it's taking me so long to learn this about this show, but this is not a show that delivers the thing I'm expecting, mm-hmm, usually. Mm-hmm. You know? Maybe I can guess a plot point here or there, but like in terms of the overall storyline, it's it's yeah. never going where I'm expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, uh, you know, going into this episode, I mean, I didn't even know, I, I had no idea what I was going to focus on, but if I knew that it was going to be, you know, a Kevin's dad, i.e. Kevin Senior-centric episode, um, uh, this is not what I would have guessed would happen in an episode like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it links up with the earlier thing we saw, so there's like an answer question there. Like maybe I could have guessed that, but uh, in terms of what they were gonna say about what he's been doing and you know how he ended up there and what that woman was doing and all that stuff is stuff that um, I was not expecting at all. Yeah, um, it's interesting you say it kind of kind of taught you that uh, uh about the show because i it kind of taught me too uh this episode in particular about their just their storytelling that hey if we want to just cut to australia we're just going to cut to australia you know like that's not a big deal yeah uh where i feel like on other shows that you would not expect that you you'd expect like a ramp up to that you know so like when right when, when, when kevin and nora are going to australia i expect to see scenes like Getting in a taxi or yeah. driving to the airport or being on the plane yeah. or, you know, the whole the Builds whole montage of traveling, of actually getting there. Yeah. And um, so when we get to Australia, the audience isn't is in jarred by this crazy change in location, like the first time we've seen this location, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, with this episode, it's like, nope, if we want to be in Australia now, we'll just be in Australia. And and um, so that does really kind of tell you something about how, how you know, if you're trying to figure out what might happen, like you got to, yeah, you have to even widen your, uh, you know, your the possibilities even more because um, they're not constrained by, by certain conventions, you know, other shows are. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I guess, yeah, I, uh, more generally, like, this answer that we got about this, this woman who killed this other Kevin police chief, you know, mm-hmm. it was really, it, it's this kind of thing where it's like, why haven't I learned this by now? Because it's such a lost thing. So lost. Uh, it's all lost. God damn it. <laughs> the show is lost. It's lost part two. I mean, literally, like, if you, if you were, uh, 
Homesick About Lost ending. The Leftovers is the uh, meal you should watch. Did I did I ruin that metaphor enough? <laughs> wow, that was yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, if there's one thing I learned from Lost, it's that no matter who the character, if if they're doing something, you know, seemingly mysterious and mystical, mm-hmm. usually what it has behind it is some kind of personal quest, uh, tragedy. Yep. Um, some kind of family drama or or tragedy, like there, there's. If you peel away that stuff, like the reason why mm-hmm. people are doing those things always goes back to something that happened to them earlier. Yeah, yeah, and it and it makes sense. It's it's obvious, right? I mean, people's actions are determined by their beliefs, and your beliefs are determined by your experiences. So whatever you're doing is be based on the experience you had, right? So that's like obvious in a way. And then if you're doing something seemingly crazy or whatever, then you you'll need an equally sort of uh, you know big reason to be doing that. You know, so some something big and emotional happened to you. And and this is what's driving the character on a on a story level. The audience needs that. The audience wants characters to be doing things that are meaningful to the character, so that you know what I mean. So it's like it all is just like so obvious. Yet you're exactly right that when the reveal happens, you go, "Oh yeah, <laughs> it's it's just this thing that yeah. that like that like is just." you know another version of the thing we've seen before at the million times uh and again it goes back to what we've talked about in the lost lowdown um it's like why did where, i think it was that i mean i yeah and it goes it goes back to uh this the thing we talked about on the lost lowdown which is the the power of like chronology and, and scene order right yeah um and how when you get you know the end of the last episode when we see them drowning the 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 other kevin um uh and then Kevin Sr. comes out, the the inferences you make are completely different than when we go in chronological order. Uh yeah. and <laughs> and we see how she met him. You realize he doesn't know all those women. Yeah. You know, you realize like cause the inference that I made when I saw that scene is like, oh, he's hanging out with them, he knows right. them, uh, he's staying with them, um, you know, and they they bait you in by well you know when he's like hey what are you girls up to whatever he says you know like he's very familiar with them he's not who are you people (laughs) you know where am i that's what he really should be saying right is like uh you know but um yeah so it's interesting like kind of just seeing you know kind of learning that lesson again with that yeah i uh i had assumed that he didn't know them and that they just randomly were you know uh, drowning this guy outside the place where Kevin senior was staying which you know which was wrong I mean he he is connected to one of them he just he doesn't really I mean I guess he's seen like the pictures and stuff but he doesn't really yeah. know her personally at that point and the other ones you know he doesn't know them at all mm-hmm. um, so it was sort of it was sort of that and sort of not that. Um, yeah, yeah. I I thought the the sort of big storyline of of uh, Kevin Senior goes to Australia. He's trying to find his purpose. He's listening to the voices, like he said, like that whole line again. I was like, oh my god, of course. That, yeah. Why wouldn't you think he would do? He said that. He said he's going to listen to the voices. So 
if he goes and moves to Australia, uh, it's because the voices told him to. Right. And but that whole thing, I thought, you know, and then it goes badly for him, and then maybe he gets hurt, or maybe he gets lost in the outback, and then he winds up, you know, where these women are. Like that seems like you could guess that. And yeah. Somehow, it just doesn't really line up that way, and that's what I really want to do is like figure out the pattern before the season ends or yeah. not necessarily the pattern or to say like gather enough clues in order to like make good forecast um and uh and see how close you get yeah yeah and so i guess like I, in thinking about like the end of the show and where it's all going and stuff like that um you know this episode really made me think that um you know, whatever, whatever actually happens or seems to happen or, you know, however, like, concrete they want to get about what happens at the end of the season, um, it seems clear to me that a big part of it is just going to be about, like, what it means for the characters. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, like, clearly a major focus. And it won't necessarily be about saving the world or some, you know figuring out what really happened with the departure or, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like some larger, more plot oriented thing like that, you know, I, my takeaway from that is that the show is more interested in these, these smaller dramas and stuff like that. And, and, and Kevin's story, I mean, this, this episode makes me reconsider it completely. Reconsider which the, Kevin's story? Uh, Junior, um, uh, the the whole book thing, the whole mm -hmm. uh, he's well when he throws the book away, you go oh okay, <laughs> oh he yeah it's just it's so interesting and I think that's really kind of the fun of the show is 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 when they do uh, subvert your expectations um, yeah and you're just like wow you had that reaction I didn't expect that. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, but then like when I thought about it, I'm like, I should have though, because it's so, that's such a consistent mm -hmm. thing for, for, you know, for, for, for a Damon Lindelof show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he loves stuff like that. Where he just takes mm -hmm. a look at the thing and it's like, yeah, this is worthless. It's the, and it's the best. And it, and it, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> It, it's something great about that. I I, I was rewatching um, uh, uh, season one episode uh, seven, uh, uh, Cairo or Cairo. Oh yeah, yeah. Cairo, uh, please. Yes. Yeah, it's not Cairo. Uh, and no. um, and and I, there's just and and they do this a lot on the show, but it's a great screenwriting thing where um, it's these little reveals. So like when when Jill goes and and uh, breaks into Nora's house. And she goes and finds the gun in the in the trouble, uh, you know, board game box. Uh, you know, she has, you know, she's really upset. And so the end of that scene is she, you know, you just cut off of her seeing the gun, you know. But then later when Nora comes home and she sees like things are weird, she goes up there and then you see they reveal that Jill left the gun out on the bed. And it's just this, it's just these great little bits of like, what? Oh my God. Like, you know, because you didn't think, you know, you assume, oh, she put the gun back in the, right. in the thing. Because uh, she, you know, you want to hide the evidence that you broke into this person's right. house. But it's actually the opposite. She wants her to know that yeah. she found out her secret. And she, and she wants to like, 
and that's another thing we we can talk about later is just how these a lot of the characters have these their response to this like ex, existential crisis of the from the sudden departure is to like be assholes to other people yeah you know like <laughs> they just kind of lash out uh i guess lash outwardly at others and 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 the, and the guilty remnants are the big you know sort of uh example of that where their whole their whole fucking game plan is to like be assholes to other people like right to to like make them uncomfortable like that's their point you know yeah 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 uh but yeah but the show is so good damon uh, i give him all the credit he's got writers but whatever i give him all the credit <laughs> it's easy. he's the he's the cat team effort yeah but i'll just give him all the credit yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I'm sure there's a lot of moments in the show that are due to the other writers, but uh, but you know, I mean, he's he's clearly the driving force behind certain themes that crop up routinely, and you know, his name is on I don't know eighty percent at least of the scripts. So mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it's fair to give him quite a lot of credit for the show. Yeah, I'll give him eighty percent of the credit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love, I, I love those really surprising things and it happens all the time. Like, it's just like, you know, another thing was, uh, in terms of like forecasting the plot, like rewatching the kind of beats of the whole guilty remnant, uh, scheme at, uh, for season one where they're, they're going to like recreate the, the people that the, uh, the, the, the people who departed, you know, from the town, uh, with the, with the body double, with the, the dolls, you know, and their clothes and stuff. And that, you know, so you see them break into the houses, you see them take the pictures and you're like, why are they doing that? And yeah. you know, oh, they're doing it because they, they, they don't want, you know, they're trying to steal their memory of the loved one. Okay. Right. Well, we'll, we'll put that to bed. And like a couple episodes later, you see the next beat, they get the clothes, you know, and then like, yeah. then they get the, do- so you see all the building blocks and, 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 you know, there's multiple shots of like in the church with the clothes all laid out. And it seems like obvious what they're gonna do once you know what they're gonna do. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally, um, totally. But but it, but it's like up until the too. up until the last minute, you know, you're just like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Like I don't, I can't see where this is going. It's such a it's such an interesting phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. That that reminds me. So did you get to the shirt thing? I got to the shirt thing. I can't believe I forgot about where the white shirts went. And then, I, and then I thought in the moment, I'm like, why did I forget this? This is an interesting, cool, big scene. And I was like, oh, because I basically probably told myself, oh, this is just proof that, you know, Kevin was, you know, uh, having these feud states and, and having this alternate life. You know, this is just kind of proof of that. And I just, like, forgot about it after that. Right. Uh, so, so I agree that that's basically what it means. But I honestly don't understand. This is what I was asking, you know, like, if you could help. Like, I don't understand... <laughs> specifically why why was he taking his shirts out there and like hey i don't i just don't i i I think he i think i think he was coming out to the woods every time he went into a a fugue state and um and i i think he took his shirt off i think it was like it it, uh uh it made sense to me now i'm trying to articulate it like he was uh just taking his shirt off, like like the like the the other Kevin wanted to be shirtless or something, <laughs> and so he would just hang his shirt up. Like, ah, do I? I was like going to say something. I don't even know if I believe that. Um, um, wow, it made sense to me. Let me think. Uh, <laughs> he's out there because he basically sees. 
he sees like other evidence that that somebody's been out there a lot, like the fire or whatever. But, right. Um, right. And he sees the shirts. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, yeah, he 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 would be in his work shirt, I guess after work or something. Yeah. And he'd go into a fugue state, and then he'd go out to the woods, and he'd take his shirt off, and then he would like <laughs> do other Kevin stuff. Right. But, but that would that would that would suggest that he would come home shirtless and wake right. up shirtless. And maybe that's right. what it is. Maybe he would wake up shirtless and just go, "Oh, I was just sleeping because he sleeps shirtless." Just semi went think. to bed. Yeah. Um. Maybe that's what it is. God, it made sense when I watched. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's what it is. It's just like, I, I just find the whole like he takes his shirt off thing kind of weird. Like I don't. I mean, I know like few Kevin is kind of crazy. But and I think it's like, I mean, I would, I would, I would think he he wouldn't want to wear you know, uh, Officer Kevin Garvey's shirt when he's the other guy. Right. So that right. makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. But yeah, I thought that was a great, it was a great reveal um, to a question no one was asking. Yeah. Or a question people forgot that they cared, didn't even care about. Um, where yeah. are my shirts? Oh, the dry cleaners. Okay, you know. And that's the thing. Like, it's it's interesting to see how they kind of littered the, the beats of these little small stories uh, across multiple episodes. And it's like just enough for you to forget, you know, just enough for you to prevent you from like piecing them together that way. Right. You know, so like, like the guilty remnant thing, like you, like you don't necessarily know that these are a series of actions. Every time you see, you know, like these things are connecting to each other for right. a bigger thing. You think, oh, they they just stole pictures this time, and oh, they just did this right. thing this time, you know. Um, right. You, and so and so the way, you know, since they space those beats out, I, that that helps like the audience like not be able to like piece it together and go, oh, they're telling this story. You know, it's like the 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 J story or the K, you know, some you know, you know, it's not the A or B story, but it's like very very you know deep down in terms of their whole season stories. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you want to get into the episode? Uh, sure. Yeah, you ready to do that? Yeah. Talk about so the we're specifics gonna go, here. Um, we're going to not exactly go scene by scene, but we're going to go kind of story beat by beat uh, through this episode. Because I've, I've only seen it once at this point. Yeah, me too. Um, so this will help us jog our memory and, uh, and get some detailed commentary going. Yeah, um, okay, so uh, we start off with the Richard Cheese version of Personal Jesus as the theme song. I guess uh, I guess that means this season we're just going to get a different theme song every week. We, we are, uh, I've, I've heard that, yeah. That's my interpretation of that, because um, it's kind of random. Um, I mean, I guess it's vaguely connected to the show, but... Um, you know, uh, it would be weird to have like random songs two weeks and then go back to let the mystery be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know. I think um, uh, uh, Weeds did that for, I think, was it every season or only one season? But I remember. But they uh, every they had a different version of their theme song. Right. Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um... They uh, the, the 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 visual stuff is all the same. I guess mm -hmm. they like that title sequence. They just want to change the music up. Um, 
Okay, so, um, uh, right, so we pick it up, uh, we cut to Australia, as you mentioned, and, uh, yeah, Kevin Senior's there, um, he's recording this, like, Aboriginal tribe doing some kind of dance song thing, um, and then, uh, he goes down there and repeats it, and, um, I guess then the... Police arrive, and I guess what he was doing was illegal, and uh, so they um, they they arrest him, but then release him, and uh, let's see. Uh, right then he gets um, uh, then he gets the Matt book, the book of Kevin, I guess, um, from the post office. Mm-hmm. And um, he, uh, I guess he reads it. He uh, he telephones uh, Matt to talk about it, and uh, his reaction to the book is um, to say that I guess uh, it's it's not good because he's not in it. Um, mm-hmm. It's all about Kevin Junior, and you know. It's not his story. It's mine. I'm mm-hmm. the main character. <laughs> Which begs the question, did, did, did he think that when Matt said, hey, I've written a, the book of Kevin, that he thought, did he assume it was about him? I think he did. To begin with? To begin, okay, so that's the implication. I think he did, and that's why he was, yeah, that's why he was pissed that he's not, he's like barely even in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just didn't know if he assumed that before he read it, or he read it and was like, "I'm well, if you're gonna write a book, I should be in this." Versus yeah, like, you told me, yeah. or you made me, or you imply that I was in this. Versus, I read it and I realized I'm not in it. You know, sort of right. Small, small distinction. I think it could go either way with that. Yeah, um, but at the very least, you know, after he reads it. Uh, yeah. He's pretty sure while that he's reading it, it's a piece of crap. Yeah, while well, he's like yeah. marking it up, like he's grading uh-huh. papers or something. Yeah, when he takes out the red <laughs> pen, I'm like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> and again, it's like not how you think the book of Kevin is gonna go when it's introduced. No, you don't think it's something you can figuratively and literally throw away. Right. Uh, and 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 just and it kind of be done with it. I mean, at this point, Matt's like, that's the only copy. Um, or no, he gave the other copy to Kevin, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, and Matt and he he gave him a copy. I guess he gave Kevin Senior the copy, and Kevin has the original. Yeah, I guess. I think so. that's what it is. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's it not how I thought that was uh, that whole thing was gonna go. Yeah, so after uh, talking to him about it, and I guess Matt really is fine with the book how it is. Um, he throws <laughs> it away, and yeah, he wasn't he wasn't really, wasn't really seeking notes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he throws it away, though he does take one page uh, from it and put it in the. Infamous National Geographic uh, issue from season one that I'm sure you all remember. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that meant, um, it's a little, it's a weird thing that National Geographic thing. I I think it's gonna. I feel like it's gonna come to some. It's gonna mean something. Um, I I think I think I'm trying to learn the lesson like we were talking just a bit ago about 
these these um, mm-hmm. these these story beats that are just like sprinkled very f- far out, you know. Right. Uh, so you know, this is another beat about this thing. So I'm expecting a payoff or some other conclusion about the significance of it. Right. Before the show's over. So uh, so he throws away the book and um, you know goes off to resume his quest to uh, get these these songs. Um, uh, and you know, this is where I assumed that, Oh, that's how the book came to be found in Australia. Like someone's gonna, someone's gonna find it in the trash. I said the same thing. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I was like, Oh, it's gonna find trash. Okay. Someone's gonna say, Hey, what's this? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, exactly. And then like word would spread and that explains that scene. And it's like, no, Mm -mm. no, that's not it. (laughs) Yeah of course not because and you know why that's better i mean it's better for a lot of reasons it's better that someone only finds the one page you know why because now they have limited information upon which to base their actions because if they had the whole book it had it would have more information and they would know it's not the kevin down the street yeah you know exactly uh because it would have talked about miracle it would have talked about the town you know would have talked about where kevin is from right you know it would have had all the details you know and i think and that's the other thing too in terms of like trying to figure out how the story is going to go is those are the things you don't think of right you go oh well someone has she she talked about the book of kevin so she found the whole book, and it's, you don't think right. well, maybe maybe she only found a single page. Right, right. You know that would be ridiculous to think that. <laughs> right. Well, well, why why did she only find a single page? Oh, because uh, I don't know. Uh, Kevin Senior took out a single page. Why would he take out a single page? I don't know. Maybe that was like <laughs> the best page. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, it just wouldn't work that way. Right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about this section here. Are you done with the... Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we kind of transitioned from there. So, yeah, that's a, that's the first bit there. Um, so one thing I think you missed was just the very first scene uh, is Kevin Sr., I believe, right after the sudden departure. Uh, so right before oh, we cut to Australia, yeah, yeah, yeah. That there's that little thing. opening. When would he you, first would... hears the voices or when, when he's about yeah, to hear the voices or something. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Uh, which is really cool, which is really interesting. I forgot that detail that he only started hearing the voices recently and that um, it was, you know, five minutes after um, the sudden departure. You know, because I, I just thought it was more of the old trope of like Kevin's dad's been crazy for twenty years. And, Me too. And it yeah. and it runs and it runs in the family, and that's why Kevin's gonna probably that's why he's worried about it because right. you know everybody knows his but his dad like just recently went crazy when also the rest of the world went crazy. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That that was something I was surprised is actually like in season one, you know, uh, mm-hmm. towards the end, they, they, they give you a flashback that's right before the, the departure. And you see that he was totally normal, mm-hmm. um, at that point. And, and I was, and it, it was shocking to me cause I didn't realize that, uh, it actually started, it actually started after the, the departure, uh, even though it's there, it's in the show. Yeah, and and I think that's why it came. Uh, it it kind of took me by surprise when Kevin Senior was was chiding Matt, saying the book should be about me, because I thought I didn't think 
Kevin Sr. thought of himself as a person with this huge destiny or a big plan. Um, uh, and that's because I forgot this all happened after the sudden departure. So right. he's, he's placing this meaning on it. It's not that, yeah. like I said, it's not that he, he's been mentally ill for 20 years and he's just got an, a, you know, a mental illness he's dealing with like millions of people do. Um, it's, it's something miraculous happened. And then this thing happened to me. And what does that mean? You know, and I forgot that that was part of the core of his character. And so therefore, like, it makes sense that, um, you know, he's on this quest in Australia, you know, not to just have, not to have fun. He's like trying to figure this whole thing out. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, oh, he's on his, he's got a whole mission here. I didn't even know about. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that was the thing, uh, that he said, um, uh, in season two, which is that, um, you know, he, he feels better now because he started listening to the voices and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, they're the ones that told him to go to Australia. And so there's this weird idea that like the voices were hounding him, um, you know, until, until he would do what they said. And, and, you know, it's like, it's one of those things where, (laughs) I mean, it's a fine line between, you know, being crazy and, you know, Mm-hmm. Wanting to believe that there's actually some external force there that's trying to get him to do stuff. But at the very least, it shows why he could believe that he's on some kind of special mission. Yeah, exactly. And it, 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 that idea you just said kind of touches a bit on, uh, uh, on Westworld, the, uh, the uh, sort of origins of consciousness there and the, the voices in your head and what does that kind oh, of mean? Oh, God, right. Uh, <laughs> by cameral mind and all that um uh, right right because sometimes sure. the voices in your head are arnold yeah i'm just gonna say i was just gonna say if if kevin jr asks his dad the name of the voice in his head and he's like it's arnold i'm out of here i'm out of here and he's like arnold told me to come to Australia. and he told me to build a great big theme park full of robots <laughs> Oh God! Um, uh, oh, so so the voices in the head thing. I wanted to connect that to um, to Lost in, in terms of the whispers. Uh, a, a very similar uh, idea, I think. Um, well, it, it, especially if you can if you consider the question um, is is the voices. Kevin's hearing voices of the departed, you know, of the dead people, or is it, you know, what, I don't know, something else. Um, so anyway, I thought that was kind of an interesting connection. Right. Right. Um, it's a good question. I guess like that would be something to ask that I, I don't think he's clarified. Like the, does he know, or did he know any of the people that are, uh, that were speaking to him? Yeah. Um, you know, cause Obviously, like, as far as Kevin goes, I mean, he definitely knew Patty, you mm-hmm. know, before she showed up. But she was not departed. So She wasn't departed, huh? She wasn't departed. Not like those girls. They departed right in front oh, of my Kevin. eyes. Oh, Kevin, I didn't depart. I saw it all happen. <laughs> By the way, your cell phone's over there. <laughs> uh, she's, she's Blanche Dubois. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um 
She's not really. And something else I was going to say. Let me think. Um, oh, yeah. So this whole thing, uh, again, connecting to Lost, uh, this whole Australia thing, it was like Kevin's walkabout. 100%. Um, yeah. You know, I, I swear, when he when he goes to – it was one of those um, uh, sh- shops he went to or um, – it was an interior somewhere in Australia that I was like, I swear, if Locke rolls by in a wheelchair, <laughs> it just, it just, it reminded me of that that uh, tourist uh, yeah. company that that Locke is in when he, right. you know that little scene. It reminded me of that. The walkabout like, tours, yeah. The, the walkabout tours, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was interesting. You can't do this. Don't tell me what I can't do. <laughs> don't tell me what I can't do. <laughs> Oh jeez! You don't know who you're dealing with. I have, I have a destiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, you know, we're, you know, we're still there. We're totally still there. Not to go on a on a detour of loss, but I just thought how interesting it would have been if you if you combine the uh, disappearance of uh, of eight fifteen with um with the sudden departure. You know, yeah, like if, yeah. If uh, that would have been that would have been kind of interesting if 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 everyone's like oh they just disappeared you know uh, I guess they, the plane they departed depart, the plane or the plane went down the ocean but yeah, yeah I guess that, yeah, that, would, that would be the more reasonable assumption. <laughs> um, but um, but it's like no they actually you know went to this crazy island instead you know right um, yeah it's interesting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that would, that would have fit in in a weird mm-hmm. way. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I really, I really love this whole first part with him in Australia trying to figure out the the rain. Uh, what do they call him? Rain song? Not rain song, but uh, um, prayer song, dance song. <laughs> I forgot. <what laughs> I don't party. remember a name, and I yeah. don't have one in front of me. But yeah, some something along those lines. Something along those lines. Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought the the details about the um, Aboriginal laws and um, and mm-hmm. sort of the uh, cultural um, uh, systems there in place, I thought were really really interesting. Like you know, uh, you know, people having uh, you know special you know having to have special contact with uh, certain Aboriginal leaders and right. and you can't you know it's private information. You know that I thought that was all super interesting. Yeah. Just as like background to the the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, it's uh, it's something. I mean, I guess I just don't see that many stories set in Australia, but you know, uh, it's something I, I, I don't really know much about. So, um, yeah, it was interesting to see, and it, and you know, it's not, it's not where I thought his story was gonna go. Mm-hmm. As far as like. And, you know, we find out later the reason why he's doing this. Um, it doesn't help. It really doesn't help at all. <laughs> no, and I want to talk about that when we get to that scene. Because he, again, there's some there's times when people, when characters explain their motivations. And, like, I'm with them, I'm with them, I'm with them. And then they connect it to why they're doing what they're doing and they lose me. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm yeah. like, well, if you thought that, why are you doing this? You yeah. know, like, it's like. Like it makes sense from either angle, but not actually connected. And then I'm like, then I now I'm just confused. Yeah, you just explained yourself. Right. Uh, what else? We see Matt's uh, son. Uh, oh yeah. I felt like that was a thing. Did we see him before? I don't know. 
Yeah, so the, uh, I, think, I think we saw him in the first episode. Okay. Um, uh, like briefly. Uh, I think he has he has uh, he has him and and Mary stand up in the church uh, uh, when he's giving his speech mm-hmm. about you know that's right that's right uh, how how special uh, miracle is or Jardin or miracle Jardin or whatever miracle please <laughs> uh, but it is it is interesting in that this is also a very lost thing like it's technically a flashback. Because uh, in the present, you know, mm-hmm. Mary Mary has left. Um, and That's why I was really confused. I'm like, I thought Mary yeah. left. And then I was like, did Matt convince her to stay? And we didn't see that scene. Okay. Yeah, I think it becomes clear in the second call. I think it's the second call. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe, maybe it was this one. I'm not sure. In one of the calls, it's clear that... Um, Kevin Jr. doesn't know about the book yet. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and so then, then you know that it must take place before that confrontation in, you know, mm-hmm. the first episode. Um, and so they're kind of, uh, you know, catching up, I guess. Yeah. With uh, this side of the story. But... Uh, yeah, and the show has does, doesn't care if you know the timeline. They're like... We're not no. going to have a title that says, like, you know, two <laughs> right. months ago. Right, three whatever. days earlier, two weeks earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're right. They, they count on you to, I guess, figure that out. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, um, it is crazy to, I mean, we get to see Matt here, um, you know, briefly in a couple scenes, but it is kind of crazy that there's really no main characters in this episode. I mean, this is almost like across the sea or something where they just yeah completely, I mean, you know, I mean, Kevin senior has been on the show before, but he's certainly never mm-hmm. had this kind of focus. I think this is the kind of thing you get when it's the last season. Uh, yeah. But, but also like Damon, the Richard Albert episode or something. Yeah. Like Damon Lindelof has talked about how they, they transitioned from uh, doing episodes that were, uh, you know, a, a lot of characters, to like episodes where it was like one character's main perspective, you know, right? Uh, and we saw that we 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 see that more and more, and which it's, is yeah, it's interesting. More of a it lost plays, thing. yeah, and you know, it, the whole pace of this show. What I what I realized watching this episode is it it has the pace of a movie. You know, all the like every episode feels like a movie. You mm-hmm. know, it feels like an an hour chunk of like a long movie. Um, and I think that that gives it uh, that gives it an interesting quality. Versus Lost wasn't like that. Uh, Lost as the base of a TV show, obviously it was an action show, so that uh, contributed to that. Um, but I but I think the the uh, Leftovers takes its time with its storytelling, like a movie, like yeah. a movie does. But it's just telling yeah. a you know much much longer story. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um. What else? I thought the scene. So when Kevin Senior goes to the lady who has the address for Christopher Sunday, I thought this was a really interesting scene because. Oh, I didn't get to that yet. Oh, you didn't get to that yet? Then I'll wait till you get to it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's the sort of in the next segment. Um, so yeah, I can um, uh, I can briefly uh, go over that. So. Um, yeah, so after throwing away the book, he, he resumes, I guess, his mission to, you know, learn all these songs. And so he has to find this, this like, one final 
tribal leader who's the only one alive who knows this mm-hmm. like last song that he has to learn to save the world somehow. Um, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, oh, save the world. It's a keyword. We gotta talk about I that. I know. I know. Of course. Of course we do. Uh, yeah. So um, uh, yeah. So he goes to this uh, th- this like liaison, I guess, sort of official um, to uh, to try to find where this guy is. And, um, you know, she sees a wanted poster for him on the wall. And so he just kind of runs out the door with the information. And, uh, and he goes to this guy's, uh, house and, um, uh, and he goes in and he basically, he basically tells like the story of what happened before all this, more Mm -hmm. or less. Um, so, so, you know, the voices told him to come to Australia, um, but they didn't tell him where or what to do, of course, of course. Um, so he went there, um, and I guess he met some, I don't know, some hippie who gave him some drugs and he went to, went to a hotel. Well, the hippie asked him, uh, do you want to talk to God? And he said, hell yeah, I want to talk to God. (laughs) Exactly. Which, which I think is the appropriate response to that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So yeah, so he goes to this hotel room and like does this drug and and hallucinates and doesn't remember anything. Wah wah. Yeah, we were all. That, I love that. Oh man, it's it's so inevitable. But then but then the fake out comes, and so I woke up and the TV on the. You do know what yep. was on the TV? There it is. Here it comes, Spike. guys. Yeah, everyone leans closer to their TV, yep. edge of their seats. Yep. I was like, holy shit, holy shit. He's yep. going to say yep. it. He's going to yep. say it. Yep. It yep. was a story about a chicken who helps you find what you're looking for. What? <laughs> it was a what? <laughs> <laughs> that helps me, a chicken that helps people find what they're looking it for. It was a what? And what's great is, is... In that moment that that they um, that they've they've you know they've not given you the answer you wanted, they have they have immediately hooked you into this other thing about this chicken now, right? Right. Because he's actually it's not what it's like. Do you know what was on the TV? Like the news? Like okay, we're not we're done. It's like no, I've got this story about this other interest, equally interesting, you know. To, in the audience's mind, potentially interesting, as interesting as Kevin on the TV, you know? Right, right. Um, and so you go down that rabbit hole, and it's just a completely different thing. But um, yeah, but yeah, I was going back and forth. I was like, they're they're not going to confirm that that was him, you know, right. that Kevin was really in the hotel. And then like the scene keeps going, and then he starts talking about the God song, and I'm like, oh, maybe they will confirm that. And then he's right. like, I don't remember anything. I'm like, yeah, oh God, see, they tricked me again. Of okay, course, I knew it. they yeah. weren't going to confirm. They weren't going to confirm. And then like you said, then the last with your real cup and they're like and then the tv and i'm like what (laughs) so i'm going i started out going they're not going to confirm it it just it makes so much sense for them not to confirm it and then they but they hook me anyway and i go on the roller coaster ride just to wind up back to where i was right 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 you're right in the first place it's Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that's what i had assumed too and yet i still also was on the roller coaster like because like, it seemed like the details are all matching up. The drugs, the way he was describing the scene, the fire, the hotel room. 
Like, it was, it was like, oh, shit. And as soon as he hits TV, it's like, you know, because at first you're worried that he just forgot everything, which, you know, turns out to be the truth. Yeah. But when he hits the TV thing, it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It has to be. What else could be on the TV? Yeah, he might have remembered the most important thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which it's like, that would be fine. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I should have known... And it's really what I had assumed, but I guess um, the scene tricked me anyway. That that there's just no way they're gonna like provide objective uh, yeah. confirmation. Um, well, then it begs the question: what what happened with Kevin? What did he see, and why? And and why does it have those particular details in it? Yeah, so I definitely want to come back to that. Um, let me just uh, finish this little bit here. All right. So. Um, uh, so he goes to see the chicken, the chicken who tells you your purpose, um, and the chicken jumps on him and starts pecking at this uh, tape recording he has of Kevin Jr. Um, and uh, he's 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 asking um, he's asking his dad to sing "Itsy Bitsy Spider" to make the rain stop, and I guess it worked in the tape. And so, here's where, here's a here's a very logical leap. Yeah, so, yeah, this is where we go. Yep. So based on that, he decides that on the seventh anniversary of the sudden departure, there's going to be a great <laughs> flood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's already a fucking mess, but okay. it's already bad. It's already bad. It's already bad. And but there's only there's one way I can make it stop, which is I have to learn all of the songs of the aboriginal tribes on australia's songline and and sing them mm-hmm. and then that will somehow stop the rain from coming and then i love this the guy the, the this like tribal leader guy like it's like the songs to bring rain not stop yeah, rain it's the best it's the best <laughs> it's the best <laughs> It's like, of course it is. Of mm-hmm, course mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> yeah, because what what Aboriginal or Native group really would want the rain gonna, to stop? Want the rain to stop. Yeah. What place rains too much? It would have know? to be like an extremely rainy area, and that's yeah. that's that's clearly not the case. So it just it wouldn't make any sense at all. Yeah. And it's just like, well, that's open to interpretation. So it's like, okay, fine. So, um, which I thought was a weird line because why wouldn't you take his word for it? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> oh, that part's open to interpretation. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I feel like there's just not a lot of room for interpretation there. It's you know, it's like I mean, it's just it's weird to say like, well, my interpretation of bringing the rain is stopping the rain. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess it. I guess it sort of. It sort of begs the question: what What was What was he singing the other songs about? I mean, I, presumably those other songs were not about stopping the rain, and he just didn't know what they were actually about because yeah. nobody told him. I would assume. So yeah. he's been. So he was so just copying he's been recordings. Singing, he's been singing. He's been singing. Bring the rain this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He. <laughs> So that so so if it does flood, Most then he's likely. responsible for the flood. That would be I'd hilarious. Be like... <laughs> and so like so this show to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just it's it's weird that in the moment they didn't call that out. That um you know that 
I presumably he's been singing "Bring the Rain" in all these right. different spots. So that's right. really. I, I hope they bring that up. I, I, it seems like a really small detail they could ignore unless it's important later on. Like you're saying, like it'll actually really rain a lot and he'll think back mm-hmm. to a mistake he made and then he'll think he caused it or something. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And maybe, maybe in that moment, so maybe that's it. Maybe he'll, 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 he'll find the final song he needs and he thinks he'll, he'll, he'll stop the rain from coming and then it starts raining, proving him wrong. Right, but then, but then maybe he'll, and then he'll go. Well, but I, I was singing these songs on the song line. Oh, but I was singing "Bring the Rain." So look, I am magical. Like maybe it'll be right. like that. Maybe it's supposed to rain a lot. <laughs> yeah. So can we talk about this logical leap? I mean, he, first of all, he starts with an assumption. He starts with that. That like. On the seventh, like nothing's happened the the other anniversaries, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ra- it's like because that's the one we're on this season. Like why? The fuck yeah, did why you get is that seven? From? Why is seven the one that something crazy is going to happen? Uh, it's a prime number, but there's you know. nothing in the It's Bitsy Spider that would. I mean, yeah, the two, three, five. I mean, you know, there's plenty of other prime numbers. I mean, what's you know. Uh, uh, Matt tried to say, oh, seven, it's very special or something, but it's all like kind of, you know, I mean, it's as special as you make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. Seven. <laughs> I mean, it's as special as you make it. <laughs> I never thought a number could have a tagline, but it has one now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just a number. But yeah, I mean that's already a huge leap and then here's how i stop it even though it was the itsy bitsy spider now it's this i guess like i guess maybe the missing piece is they told me i was supposed to go to australia so 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 why why does he why doesn't he think he should he should sing the itsy bitsy spider in australia well yeah i agree the Itsy Bitsy Spider is not the American equivalent of these, like, tribal ritualistic any, any, things. Any, uh, any intimation otherwise is offensive. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> How dare you, sir? Yeah, well, yeah. Or madam. Uh, yeah, so, I, so it was, again, like I was saying, it's very strange when he, when he has this great exposition about his whole motivation, but then... But then he connects it to this weird idea of what his purpose is and what he has to do. And 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 there wasn't a flood yeah. before, dude. Like, why didn't he say, I have to sing the songs or otherwise there will be another departure? Like, yeah, that would make more sense. Why isn't that it? Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't understand why it's more complicated than that. Because on the tape, it was about rain, I, I guess. On the tape, it was about rain. Yeah, but 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 in the song he makes something go away, and that's what a departure is. I mean, I feel like that's just that's that's a almost as good of a connection, you know. Mm-hmm. So with the the, the, yeah. the lyrics in the song too, you know, um, uh, you know, why isn't it? Why isn't it? As, well, I don't know. I guess it is about uh, making the sun come out. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think that that's just really weird. Um, and then and okay so so are we through all the different logical beats so the first one is something's going to happen on the seventh anniversary that's a (laughs) assumption that's just a random i don't and then anything to do with anything and then the next 
random assumption is it, there's going to be a flood that day. Right. Um, and then the third one is that um, that now this isn't necessarily an assumption, but a, but a connection he made that he stopped the rain. Right. Um, uh, which I'm curious, did he ever test that hypothesis? Every time it rained ever since, the 30 years since, did he try to sing the song and see if he was supernatural? Like, that would have been interesting to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess uh, I'm assuming that he he didn't think much of it until the chicken of destiny pointed it out to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> chicken of destiny. Cluck um, for your future right here, folks. <laughs> Um. <laughs> okay, and then okay, then uh, so then that, and then what's the next B? Uh, and then so okay, that he can, and so then he's so the next one is that puts two and two together. That means that he's got to stop this flood from happening. Right. But the question is why. So that's the other. That's the other implicit assumption is that it needs to be stopped. Right. Um, which I don't understand why he thinks it needs to be stopped. Right. Um. And how does he? Why does he think it's a flop? <laughs> this show is confounding me as much as Lost ever did. I swear. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. on these like terror. You know, Lost sometimes it was on the, the 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 crazy mystical stuff, and this is just on like basic character stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's weird, but I mean, Lost had stuff like this too. I mean, I think this is a thing that happens oh, yeah. in TV shows sometimes. Like characters just like make these jumps that, you know. And and I, I guess the weird thing about this is, I mean, I don't know where the storyline's going, but by the end, it it kind of seems like, uh, it kind of seems like this storyline is over, you know. And so, like to a certain extent, it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. that much. It's kind of just you know, a vehicle to, to explain his story, to like get him to this point to. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Get Just him to, to the prime next point. Him. Yeah. To prime him for when Kevin's going to obviously show up and then they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll go from there and team up for whatever. Um, uh, I realized that, uh, particularly with this episode is, um, is that Kevin senior is Locke from lost. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he. They're both characters who, after, after a crazy event happened, uh, they had something miraculous happen oh, to them. Oh God, so you're right. Lock, Lock could walk, and Kevin's hearing voices. They both feel like they have to do certain things in order to save the world. You're um, right. You know, they both think they're on a path, and they have to follow <laughs> the signs. Oh God. Uh, now, Kevin, at this, from what we've seen, is is. You know, well, more recently, I guess, more self-assured. Uh, you know, I guess before that point, he was he was kind of floundering like Locke does all the time in terms of his uh, his faith in in what he's supposed to be doing. Um, right. But um, yeah, I could I, I totally see that they're like the same character. <laughs> Thematically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that made me realize that uh also the Mary storyline is sort of um is sort of Locke-esque. I mean, just that whole um uh you know, c- coming out of some m- medical condition miraculously and um you know, like it's it's being connected to um you know, um 
possibly like you know the supernatural qualities of a place yeah you know like that 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 whole assumption. or like with uh yeah like with rose too, her cancer yeah uh exactly. that whole thing yeah yeah it seems like he's you know he's got his things he goes back got to his things which yeah it's definitely uh it's definitely a similar thing here um I mean, even, you know, Hurley was hearing voices and stuff. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of... <laughs> there's definitely a lot of overlap. <clears throat> yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, speaking of, speaking of Lost, um, not really, but uh, I just... I wanted to go... <laughs> I wanted to go back to the, to the hotel. <clears throat> Please, let's check um, in. Uh, so, because, like, you sort of hinted at, at this, and I, I feel like this is worth saying even though like i can't get to a definitive conclusion so he i mean he ref- he does not confirm that he saw you know kevin and the tv and at the hotel and like he doesn't remember telling him go to the well and take her to the well and you know all mm-hmm. that weird stuff he says um however uh i think what's what's hard to deny is that um you know kevin saw that stuff you know he saw uh, he saw his dad in that room with the paint on, having taken a drug. There's a fire there. I believe he even mentions it's in Perth. And uh, and he's looking into a TV. And I don't think Kevin knew any of those things mm-hmm. um, himself. I don't think he'd had any direct contact um, yeah. with, his, with his dad since he left Mapleton. Uh, at the beginning of season two. And so um, it's hard for me to understand how, if that's all in Kevin's head, mm-hmm. uh, how he came up with so many accurate details. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's almost like if that, even if that is a vision, it's sort of proof of some kind of larger force outside of Kevin. Well, actually, I picked a different. So my theory, uh, or not necessarily theory, but uh, alternative <laughs> explanation, is that, because uh, it's two things, right? Either, like you're saying, it's, it's proof that the hotel is a place you can go to, right? Like it's a, a flash sideways place or something, or a purgatory, or what? It's like a, it's like a thing, right? Some other dimension or whatever, and they kind of connect it through that. But I think the another explanation could be that you know, the God's tongue, you know, so Kevin is dead. So he's basically, his consciousness is whatever happens to consciousness when you're dead. (laughs) Um, and, uh, and then, and then his dad is on God's tongue, which elevates your consciousness. So maybe it's just a consciousness conference, which is uh, a phrase I'm just trademarking now. Uh, but uh, but uh, maybe 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 that's it. Maybe it was more like telepathy than you know. So the hotel is in Kevin's head still. Well, I guess to me, like once you're once you're ready to bring in consciousness, um, consciousness telepathy or whatever, like it's it, it becomes. 
I mean, it could just be a visualization to, like, help make sense of the whole thing. But the other people there, I mean, it starts to seem like it could be really possible that they're there. I mean, if he can, if he can contact someone outside of his own mind, then, um, you know, the, and, and he's there, he's able to do that because he's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, then that, that doesn't rule out the possibility that he could contact other people who are dead as well. In the same way, you know, which which would give some some. Wait, who's contacting dead people? Kevin Junior. Um, yeah, but I mean, what but what we're talking about here is more confirmation. I I, I mean, yeah, it's weird. Uh, because I I does it does it does, does, <laughs> let's see what I'm trying to say. Does Kevin Senior being able to communicate in this hotel world with Kevin necessitate that the people in the hotel are, are actually really dead people. I feel like that could be two separate things. Uh, yeah, you know? it's just, well, it's just some of them we see, we know they're dead. Um, yeah. you know, some of them, some of them we don't know at all. And obviously mm-hmm. there's Mary who was a special, you know, I, I mean, I feel like her situation, if anything, would be similar to Kevin Sr., that her mm-hmm. her consciousness is sort of, like, out of her body somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, a, that's a good point to bring up, though, is that she's got an... She's, she's in an altered conscious state, so it's inter- that's an interesting uh, thing to keep in mind in terms of uh, how they're portraying this stuff. Right different variations yeah 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 so it's just like i mean whether the hotel's real or not it just seems to me like it's like i agree it's not definitive it's you know it could just be what you're saying absolutely 100 percent. but i'm saying the door is open once you go down that road the door is open that it's possible that even if the hotel's not like a real place in another dimension or whatever that it's really mm-hmm. just uh, a, a kind of interpretation of contacting these other consciousnesses of people who are either dead or their consciousness is extremely altered in some way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it seems like it seems like that's possible. And, that, you know, that's why I wanted him to talk to Mary well, about it's, it. It's see what literally her point a, of view was. You literally just described the flash sideways. I know. <laughs> that, that's literally what it is. It literally is a place where your consciousness can go to contact other consciousness and your reality is an interpretation of that to facilitate that. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, he, like, like I said, he comes up with those things and he likes certain yeah. ideas. So listen, if the hotel is that I'd, I'd much rather believe that, but, but I do think it kind of matters. I mean, yeah, if you go down that road, then, you know, it may be that, that bigger, crazier thing is true. But I, I do think it's an important distinction if, like, the smaller, crazier thing is true. You know, like, it's just consciousness talking to each other. Like, that's a smaller craziness than, like, mm-hmm. there's a, you know, the, then, then them depicting what the actual afterlife is. Right. You know, or, or whatever. Um, um but yeah, I think uh, I feel like I should rewatch season six of Lost uh, just so I could see what they're going to do on season <laughs> three of Leftovers. 
Yeah, that's pretty hilarious. Uh, I do think that would probably help. Uh, I'm uh, expecting, I'm definitely expecting some things along similar lines. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I have heard the interpretation that the flash side was, was all in Jack's head, mm-hmm. you know? And it's the kind of thing that, um, you know, is hard to disprove except for uh, Desmond's thing, you know? And, and Desmond's yeah. thing is sort of like the Kevin Sr. on the TV thing. Yeah. You know, like someone from, of course it is, because, you know, everything from Lost has to show up at some point. Like somehow using technology to contact, um, you know, and in his case, drugs, to contact, uh, you know, th- this uh, other realm of consciousness or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and but Black on Lost, those crazy things were happening, right? I mean, like the constant happened, right? I mean, Desmond didn't just imagine that, right? <laughs> Uh, uh yeah it seems unlikely uh considering like his name was in uh faraday's book and stuff like that so yeah you know also penny uh penny's waiting for the call that Mm -hmm. they set up in the thing so it does seem like that all happens yes yeah yeah yes yes but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm curious what other lost uh, tropes might show up. I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know there's like a mysterious person in a coffin at some point this season. <laughs> well, yeah. So um, speaking of mysterious person, uh, something that something that really stood out this time, uh, you know, because uh, the I finished the season two uh, rewatch, so I'm all caught up now. Mm-hmm. Um, Something that really stood out about the uh, the hotel when I watched it again is that guy, that like Australian guy. I, I think he's Australian. He's got an accent. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it's Australian. The guy <laughs> at the the second time he goes there. It, well, he's there both times. Uh, the, oh, he's there both times. The first time he's there on the bridge and he like puts oh, a noose right. around Kevin's neck and he says yeah. like, "You have to throw yourself over or throw her down a well." And, um, and then the second time he's at the bar, uh, and he, uh, he tells Kevin he has to go sing to, to get out of there. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, both times he's sort of a, um, guide, helpful, uh, you know, in a way he's a lot more helpful than Virgil was, (laughs) even Mm -hmm. though Virgil was supposed to be the guide because Virgil ends up drinking the water, which, you know, whatever that means. Um, there's blood in the water. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, this time it really... Oh, you know why? You know why Virgil shouldn't have drank the water? Oh, God. <laughs> this is a lost joke. <laughs> uh, uh, because Jacob died. <laughs> <laughs> so it was tainted. Oh, drank God, the water. of course. It's already tainted. Didn't work. Doesn't work now. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, sorry, go ahead. I had so, to make a lost joke. Yeah, no, no pro- problem. Um, right, so this time uh, I really got this feeling that that guy, I mean, I originally thought that he was just some mysterious figure that would sort of never be explained. Mm-hmm. Um, this time I got the sense that it's that, that he could be that, that guy, that doctor or whatever in Australia. Um, you know, the one who the pillar man sends a letter to in the first episode of season two, 
the one who uh, Nora's or not uh, Lori's potential uh, publisher says, um, like I don't know, he went into a cave and died, and then came back and said um, said he couldn't die. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I I I started to think, oh, maybe it's that guy, you know, because like. I mean, the accent seems like it's a clue. Um, Sorry, I don't remember this guy. So I, I expected him to show up. Uh, I expected him to show up in this episode like multiple times. Uh-huh. Um, you know, when so he was, was the guy that they were referencing. Uh, who? The guy in Australia. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. So you're yeah. saying in. The beginning of season two. It's 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 it's, extre- it's the kind of thing that you don't notice unless uh-huh. you unless you realize that the story is going to Australia and that and that was that was the thing that you know uh, you know because I saw s- the beginning of season three before I saw some of this stuff mm-hmm. the the Australia stuff stood out a lot more you know because okay. of course we know Kevin's dad went there they tell us that at the beginning of the uh, season mm-hmm. but then like. Throughout the season, we see some news reports about Australia, and and uh, uh, you know, like I said, the Pillar Man sends a letter, and then there's uh, and then there's a publisher who kind of summarizes the situation as like this guy who supposedly died, went to the afterlife, came back, and now he can't die. Um, like he's he's saying it in that context. The publisher's saying it, talking about how like in the world after the departure. There's all these like crazy yeah, yeah. cult leader that. types like saying they can do all kinds of stuff. And, you know, uh, I think I, he might talk about Wayne or something like that, you know. Yeah, he was talking. Was he talking to Nora? No, no, no. It was Lori. It was Lori. Oh, it's, that's right. It was Lori, the book deal. Yeah. It's so about. Yeah, exactly. Lori's book about the. I remember that now. Yeah. The Guilty Remnant. Um, and so uh, anyway, like that really stood out when I when I watched it this time, because that's. That's what happened to Kevin mm-hmm. uh, Jr. You know, uh, that's that's the direction the story's going. You know, he yeah, supposedly yeah. died, came back, and there's this idea that he can't die now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it made me think that the storyline is going to go, you know, that they're going to meet this guy. He's going to get involved somehow um, in the plot. Like, I started... And then... Since he died, you know, this mysterious Australian figure shows up in the hotel. And I thought, well, you know, logically, it really could just be that guy. So did so they said that the guy who they thought couldn't die actually did die? That's what that's what the publisher guy says. Yeah. I mean, that's so, what the okay. publisher guy says. He said, I, I don't know if we know anything for sure. Yeah, 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 but I'm just curious they, that they they specifically said like, oh, people thought he couldn't die, but then he actually ended up dying. Yeah, well, no, I think he says he died, he went to the afterlife, and then he came back, and now he can't die. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were saying he's dead in the real world now. That's why he's in the hotel. But you're saying he's in the hotel because he the first time he died during okay, the period okay. when he died. Yeah, during the period he died. Exactly. But or you know, that, there is that no line now up? here. I mean, yeah. If you want to oh, get if you right. want to get technical with the timelines, like it, it's not yeah. going to work. I see. But okay. y- you know what I mean. If there's any allowance for that kind of thing, um, yeah. yeah, you know, then then like maybe that's actually him, or maybe he went back. I mean, you know, who knows? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. I forget what the guy's name. It's like Doctor something. I feel like a shitty fan for not really knowing, but it's um. Uh, but why is he in there doing Kevin's like helping Kevin? In well, this weird like. That would be the question. Mm-hmm. That would be the question. I mean, I guess uh, you know if it's true. Then you know I would... what it is. You know what the answer is going to be. And this is the this is this is how I know I know Lindelof's writing because <laughs> if 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 you ask that guy, well, why did you go to Kevin on the bridge and tell him to do this thing, and why did you go to him at the at the karaoke thing and tell him to sing, it would be that someone else told him to do it. <laughs> right. Right. It would be someone else came up to him and said, "Hey, you need to go yeah. over to that guy and tell him he needs to, you know." And, right. and he wouldn't have any more information right. than that about why. Right. And you know what? You know what that made me think also, because uh, I was wondering about how uh, Kevin Cedar knew uh, you got to take Patty to the well. Like, where the fuck did he get that from? I just mm-hmm. realized that would be an explanation for that as well. Yeah. As well. Interesting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um yeah that that's that's the lindelof answer is uh that other person told me yeah someone told me someone told me and that doesn't mean i know anything someone told me and i believe them yeah i just i just went along with it yeah, because I could totally see him being the kind of character who's, you know, I mean, more like Kevin Senior, just you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a, that's what got me to that is that I it's I stripped him of the like of the of the uh, magic, you know, uh, or like the uh, pedestal you would put a character like that on, right? Right. Oh, this 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 like third, fourth, fifth hand story about this miraculous guy. Like he must be super important. Therefore. Right. Why would he be doing, you know, work for Kevin in Kevin's hotel, you know? But it's like, no, he's yeah. just another, you know, he's like a, he could just be, like you said, just a Joe Schmo, and this thing just happened to him, and he has no idea what's happening. Right. You know? And it would, yeah, that would totally make sense, because that's exactly what Kevin's doing. He's just doing what people tell him. To, put on the suit, Kevin, or like, choose your outfit, Kevin, you know? Yep, like, yep, yep. Uh, and, and he's just following the script, you know? And so that guy could be on his own version of that, Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's that, a good point. that sounds very that's, plausible. Yeah, I mean that that'd be interesting if we see that guy, yeah, back in Australia, like back from the afterlife, and he he sees Kevin. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I I I'm just gonna throw it out there as a prediction because it yeah. it really started to feel like that's what it was. Um, you know, knowing that that aspect of the story was gonna take on a larger significance. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't have it to kinda, be. It but, kind of know. it kind of gives the reason why you would have the same guy in those two times at the hotel. Like, why not have two different people do those encounters? Right. You know, so it's a it's a good reason why if if they're going to lead up to a bigger or you know some more story with that guy. Right, 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 right. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll see if he remembers anything if we, yeah. if we actually see him again. But yeah, just it's I don't know. You'll see when you get there. It's um, th- those Can't scenes wait. are weird. It's it's a weird. I mean, obviously, all that hotel stuff is pretty crazy. They got birds. Oh, the birds! I can't wait. Don't forget the birds. 
All right, you want to go to the next uh, section? Yes, let's do it. Um, okay, so um, uh, so let's see. Christopher Sunday, I guess, is the character. He agrees to uh, teach Kevin Senior the song if he'll fix this uh, this leak or this problem with this um, uh, swamp cooler, I guess, on the on the uh, roof. So, uh, so he goes up there to fix it, but, uh, he falls off and, uh, hits, hits the guy. Um, and so he ends up in the ambulance, like, uh, uh trying to apologize, but, uh, he, he annoys the, uh, paramedics so much that they throw him out of the ambulance. Um, <laughs> and so he, uh, so he's, I guess, stuck in the middle of the ambic. And, uh, <laughs> whoa, I thought, I thought we had an Australian on the podcast for just one second there. That was so authentic. It's hard. It's a hard accent. I'm just going to say it. Um, I would need a lot more work to get it right. But, uh, yeah, anyway, he's stuck there. Um, uh, you know, he's got crutches and he's just kind of walking and, um, uh, then he encounters this guy, uh, who stops in a, uh, a VW Beetle, I guess, and, and pours gasoline on the car and himself. And, and he says, they didn't take me, uh, whatever that means. And, uh, although I'm sure there are theories. And then, um, uh, he asked Kevin senior, will you, would you kill a baby if it would cure cancer? And then he says no, and then um, the the man sets himself on fire. Um, so uh, Kevin Cedar continues from there. <laughs> uh, after I guess it starts raining after that, um, uh, which uh, ruins the tape recorder and and the tape, um, uh, which isn't working. Then he then he comes across a snake. Uh, and he's going to try to eat the snake, but the snake doesn't die when he hits it. And so he gets bitten. And, uh, then he finds this like cross with stuff on it. And he, uh, he's sort of, I don't know, he lays down, uh, in front of it. And, uh, he sees like someone's coming, but then he kind of passes out and, uh, wakes up in a house and there's a dog there and um he calls Madigan um finds out it's been three weeks um uh he finds out that uh the, the guy Christopher Sunday that was killed I guess um and uh we see there's some people outside there like building a large uh boat uh, and then he, uh, goes in the, uh, freezer and finds a photo album. <laughs> yes, that's what happened. Uh, and we see pictures of, uh, I guess the, the, the woman from the last episode, the, the leader of the posse. What do we call them? The, the <laughs> they had a name, the something posse. Anyway. Oh, the, uh, the Duncan Kevin posse. The Duncan Kevin posse. The DKP, the or the K, or was it Kevin Dunking Posse, KDP? It, yeah, close. Um, uh, and so then, uh, finally, 
uh, after looking through the photo album, he sees her family and all that stuff. Uh, later that night, finally, we get the replay of the um, the scene from the last episode. From his point of view, we see that he goes outside, sees them all in person, I guess, for the first time. And uh, they shoot him with a tranquilizer dart. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a that's a section there. Okay. <laughs> There's say. a lot happened in this section. <laughs> uh so yeah you know the uh i feel like the alternate title of the leftovers is things fall apart uh (laughs) because that's really just kind of what happens to these characters like things are just get worse and worse and worse and 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 that's just it And, and and what's great is i mean not only is is that like life for a lot of people uh, so it's relatable, but um, that that's the driving force of storytelling is conflict <laughs> and and obstacles. Uh, so it's uh, you know that's why it's so good because like just when you think it, everything could you know can't get any worse, and eh, now it's raining, you know, and and really this whole section, um, you know, before he gets saved uh, is is him sort of being stripped of everything he has, you know? Uh, And little by little, you know, and then, you know, um, so it's very, very uh, interesting. Again, like, yeah, he's talk about being on a walkabout. I mean, yeah, geez, if if you don't find enlightenment by the end of this, I mean, what are you going through it for? But yeah, the whole comic irony of him killing the guy, that he came to see that he needs to find in order to teach save the him whole world. Uh, bring the rain song so he can stop the rain. Yeah, and you know, and then the slap in the face of the audience, the sort of implied slap in the face to the audience of how dare you think that like we were gonna go down that path story wise? Right. Uh, did you really think he, we were gonna cut to a shot of this guy teaching this this crazy white fella? Uh, <laughs> this this sacred song <laughs> and then he was gonna potentially do it and stop the flood i mean you know what i mean like there's that right. thing in right. this style of storytelling that um that i think delights in um but bemusing the audience um but but also like um uh, is a little bit um uh, not mean spirited, but um, uh, pointed, you know, in in the, in that in that pursuit. I think, uh, yeah, because I feel like it's like a one-two punch. You know, we're all we're all geared up for this whole last song. He needs. Listen, we have the map. He's crossed all. The, you know what I mean? Like he's he's got all these. Like, there's one spot left. You know, it's part of this long yeah. journey. It's the whole episode's been about this so far. Yeah. Um, you know, and so your mind is willing to say, okay, we'll, we'll open up the possibility that that's where this thing is going to go, you know. But you right. forget that, you know, well, the whole point of the story is for him to get to where we, where we left off with him in the present, you know. Right. Um, and he wasn't doing a, necessarily doing a rain dance then. Right, uh, right. But yeah, right. I, find that, I find that pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, presenting this, like, mystical quest, and then, like, kind of, like, getting rid of it, almost in a jokey way, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's comical, yeah. like the yeah. way like Ugh, I fell off the roof and I killed the guy who had the secret to saving the world. Oops. Like, yeah. Really? That's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where we're going. Like it's yeah. just yeah. I think um, that has been something about these first three episodes that's been kind of weird. There has been like, there's been this weirdly comedic tone to a lot of scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know things that uh, I, 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 I could imagine like a a, a normal show like treating seriously, mm-hmm. you know, as as plot points, and you know, like the book of Kevin, like is also like that. I mean, you finally yep. get like yep. another character to read it. He's like, "This is a piece of crap." Like, fuck yep. this. Yep. <laughs> And that's the other thing too I meant to say about that about about Kevin Senior's response was he his his objection was that he wasn't in it and he actually didn't really if I remember correctly really offer any opinion about what what was there right like what do you think about this idea that Kevin can't die right you know what do you think about this account of his life and 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 he, he did, if I remember correctly, have a little bit of like, you know, whatever is going on with Kevin is really about me. Um, but but I would have loved yeah. more about how he thinks this particular aspect of Kevin's specialness, which is, you know, he's not necessarily hearing voices outside the patty thing. But but right. his big thing is that he can't die or whatever. How does that really connect to, you know, um, uh Kevin Sr.'s quest to save the world with the rain dance, you know, and that wasn't really in his explanation either about how he was going to stop it, you know, like, um, but I guess that's the point is Kevin, Kevin's not really a part of that. So it's, it's really, yeah, I, I, I thought that was interesting. He, he was just upset about, it. he wasn't in it, but I'm like, come on, dude, but what do you think about what the book is actually? He didn't is, really you know? have an opinion about. Yeah specifically what what's there not just what's not exactly there. exactly yeah 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 you're right you're right he and, was he wasn't like oh my god this happened to my son that's that's crazy what does this mean you know he didn't really want to think about the implications of that right right well and so i i saw a few uh like reviewers bring up like that i mean i don't know we don't know exactly how detailed it is I also mm-hmm. feel like I don't really know how much, uh, how much Kevin shared about what happened in the hotel, you mm-hmm. know, um, because uh, I I got to the scene where he he tells he tells um, he tells Michael about the um, about the hotel, but it's I mean it's pretty brief though, you know, mm-hmm. like he mostly just says like I was in a hotel and you know, I stopped Patty, you know, I'm not seeing her anymore, you know, um, he, he doesn't, he doesn't elaborate, he doesn't give him the full rundown of all the mm-hmm. crazy things that happened, so, you know, so, like, what does the book say uh, happened to him in the hotel, or did he, like, tell him more later, anyway, the point I'm making is just that if Kevin Sr. read the, the book of Kevin, it's, it's at least possible that there's a description in there of his uh, coming on the TV. And, uh, you know, that would be something I would be really curious about. You know, if he... Yeah. Uh, if I he, feel like Kevin Sr. would have said that, though. If, if he was... If it's there, that's proof if it's that there, it's there. Been like, he would have been like, you know, I'm not in this except for when my son saw me on TV. You know, I feel like that would have 
would have come there. Right. But, you know, what I found most interesting about um, this section of the, the whole Book of Kevin storyline um, was, which, which wasn't, which, I mean, it started with the whole idea of Matt and, and, uh, and, um, uh, uh, Mike, is it Michael? Yeah, yeah, Michael. Why they didn't come to me? I'm like, Michael sounds wrong. It sounded <laughs> um, wrong to me too, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's right. Um, uh, you know, them writing this book of, uh, of him, you know, like the gospels, you know, it, it harkens back to, you know, the people who are around Jesus and writing right. about these, his accounts and the tales. And, and this whole section I thought was really, really interesting because like exactly, it goes exactly what you were saying. Like a book that long with so few details actually communicated directly from Kevin means there's a lot that's embellished. There's yeah. a lot that's stretched out. There's a lot that it's the, that that is the author's words, and yeah. I thought this was a really, really, really succinct and interesting depiction of how religious texts are made and created, and, and especially like the the moment when Kevin Senior opens it up and immediately starts editing it. I'm like, oh my god! I mean, if the, if this isn't proof, the Bible is not the you know, original word of God, if there's a thing, <laughs> if this is the scene, because you know, somebody sat down, whoever yeah. wrote the, whoever, if it was, you know, directly transcribed from, you know, God to a, another person and they wrote it down, the person they gave it to <laughs> edited it. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. And I just thought that it was just, there was something about that moment that just really struck me like that, that was his first impulse was to edit it, not to like, read the whole thing and make a judgment about it after the fact. It was like, no, I, as I'm reading it without knowing where it's going, I, there's things that are wrong here. Um, and I thought that was like really interesting, but just the general idea of kind of, um, dramatizing, like, you know, some small microcosmic version of like, you know, uh, the creation of religious text. Right. Um, because, you know, if that Bible survived the ages, there could be a religion based on Kevin, you know. Uh, it, it, all, it all goes to what people end up believing, you know. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it seems like that's, that's going to be part of the point this season. I guess uh, that was something that really hit me uh, at some point in the rewatch that, um, and, you know, uh, with season three in mind... Uh, you know, religion plays a pretty big role in the leftovers. It's kind of like a major topic. Um, oh, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why they have Reza Aslan as a consultant, uh, consulting yeah. producer or whatever he is on there, because it's it's embedded in you know, like the show. I would say, like more so than Lost. Oh, for know? sure. Like Lost yeah. had religion in it, but I think it it wasn't as um, heavily featured mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. as it is here. Um, so yeah. And it's interesting because the characters aren't particularly religious. Right. Uh, the main character. Except for Matt, but yeah. Except for Matt, like he's the only, I mean, he's a, he's a preacher, so of course he is. Right. Um, but yeah, know. yeah, no, you're right, you're right. They're, they're not, they're not overwhelmingly religious. It's not a show about people who are in a religion, you know what I mean? They're not right. all like Catholic and they go to mass every other episode. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's um, uh, 
And a lot of there's actually very little talk of God, if I remember correctly. Right? I mean, in terms of like characters trying to figure out what's happening and why, I don't, eh, you know, they, they're, 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 I don't, there's not a lot of characters like God, what's happening? Uh, yeah. Uh, although I, I guess Kevin Sr. yells at God in this episode. Yeah. But, um, he deserves uh but yeah 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 it's it, it doesn't come up a ton it's really um it's really like the the function that religion has for people in this world like more so than um the mythology of the content although i mean there there's a lot of reference to the rapture and stuff like that as far as the mm-hmm. departure goes yeah um, i think it's a i think it's like the 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 you know about belief you know um yeah really in faith you know right and that's yeah that's one of the that's one of the big ways that you know that we can recognize i guess that you would have that and i i guess the i guess the idea is that in this in this world um it it opens up the door for like having a new religion in a way that you know a world without the departure wouldn't be you know wouldn't be as friendly to that wait say that again like I, I guess the idea is that it, uh, in this world where you have this sudden departure, mm-hmm. it, it created this environment that's maybe friendlier for the creation of a new religion um, than mm. uh, you know than without the departure. Yeah, I could see that. You know, well, I mean, for the very you know, at least for the fact that you'd have you have like they said on the show, you have more people going around saying they're magical. Right. And therefore trying, you know, trying to get people to, to follow them. So, yeah, you know, yeah, that 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 alone will increase, you know, the number of people going, yeah, OK, yeah, if you give me magic hugs, I'll believe in you. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and because, so, like, you know, sorry, you know, there's somebody out there who gives magic high fives. Right. <laughs> you know, because it's like the hug is arbitrary. I mean, it, it has to do with, like, I think, you know. The reason it's a hug and not like you know a fist bump, I think is you know more you know the human connection and right. all that stuff for the emotional yeah. release and all that. But, but you know, besides that, it's kind of arbitrary. But I like the, I like the magic. I can make all I can make your problems go away with a high five. You know, that's all it is. It's a quick, right? Quick, easy high five. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so I just wanted to bring up. Uh, do you have any thoughts about this guy he encounters who burns himself? So many thoughts. Oh, geez. You know, again, things fall apart. Like when, you know, he's, he's in the outback, he's got like no food and water. He's on crutches. Uh, some, a car in the distance, you know, like miraculously shows up. Uh, and of course it's the one guy who drives to the middle of nowhere to kill himself <laughs> um you know why did you drive to that spot dude um it seems like if you're gonna you know light yourself on fire you could you could do that anywhere um but 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 you think you know in the exact moment you think there's possible rescue you see oh no this is this is a worse situation right uh you know um but so what's the thing about this guy so he the idea is that he said they didn't take me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I guess the two obvious ideas with that would be uh, he didn't depart or right. like, like, you know, he didn't get the job or, you know, he wasn't included in something uh, kind of, you know, normal. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, so do you have an opinion about which one you think it is or if you have another theory about what that means? Yeah, I, I wanted to tie it into the, uh, the departure death ray. Um, but, mm. uh, but it doesn't really make sense to me. I, like, I couldn't, I could never make it work. Uh, but. Good thinking though. Wow. That's a good, that's a good thing to keep in mind. I forgot about that. Yeah. That, I mean, that uh, storyline's still going. Yeah. Since that's where it's headed. I, I, and I guess like the thing that really stands out about this scene is that it has, it has no, it has no explanation or resolution within the episode Mm -hmm. And, uh, it also has no clear plot function. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so that makes me think that, th that they're going to explain this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see that. Uh, and so, uh, so that, yeah. So then I thought like, what, what would the explanation be? And I guess like, you know, since we don't know that much about Australia, but uh, you know, I, so I, I mean, like, I don't know if there's actually it wasn't clear to me from the way he described it. Like if you, if you have your money, I don't know, I guess they called Nora. So maybe there's some weird verification process or something, or maybe mm -hmm. they thought he was like mentally unfit or something. You know, I mean, that's something you have to do in those, those videos that, that Nora was watching, you know, to say you're, you're of sound mind and body and you're making this decision and, mm -hmm. you know, full awareness of blah, 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 you know, like maybe they decided he wasn't, capable of doing that and they didn't take him in that sense i guess that that's what i was going to try to tie it to yeah yeah that's good yeah i could do that and you know if he's already ready to do that then you know um actually the sudden departure doesn't make sense if he says they didn't take me right because uh, it wasn't a they right and it was a while ago right yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah it was almost seven years ago yeah yeah nice yeah i think that makes sense um, yeah, so, uh, uh, I think, I think this scene might be a walkabout, the movie reference. It definitely felt that way to me. Oh, nice. Um, that movie opens with a guy, like, going to a picnic with his kids and, it, like, you know, in Australia uh and uh suddenly he just starts shooting at them and then he burns yeah. himself alive uh just like this yeah yeah uh since it's australia um and he does the same thing and i think he even has the same car or at least something similar mm -hmm. um nice. it seemed to me i mean i don't know for sure but i wouldn't be surprised um uh right so uh stuff about the uh let's see yeah stuff about the house building the boat what's up with building the boat uh let's see well for the flood i thought they were actually gonna say it uh yeah uh, that, that does seem like the thing but then but then why do they think there's a flood I mean, that was just well, Kevin Senior's crazy-ass idea. Well, yeah, but, you know what I mean? They must have a different reason. 
right? I mean, surely it wasn't it wasn't the chicken that made that, or maybe it was. I don't know, but like, where did they get the idea? It's just it's weird that they would coincidentally have uh-huh. the same idea. Uh-huh. But maybe it's not weird. Maybe it's just David Lindelof. I don't know, but <laughs> it's you know, like that. That seems like a weird coincidence. That's what made me think it couldn't be that, right? That's too like. Why would they come up with the same thing? You know, it just seems so random. Oh, there's gonna be a great. There's gonna be a flood. You know, like okay, mm-hmm. really? Like, are you? Why do you think that? Well, it definitely serves the function of sort of validating that he's on the right path, right? Because he, he it seems to validate his his personal, you know, his own connection to his that idea. Right. Uh, but from their perspective, um, yeah, I mean, listen, I don't know what Australians do in their free time. Do they build arcs? You know, I wouldn't put it past them. Um, no, um... <laughs> I wouldn't either, but yeah. <laughs> um, no, uh, so I mean, maybe there's some other like explanation for it, um, but yeah, I what what could that be? It's like the church, like I don't know, got knocked down or it got burned down or yeah, looks, something looks, happened. Yeah, you know, it's gonna burn. It, you know, obviously there's a connection to the church from the beginning of the season, uh, from the flashback. Um, oh right it's yeah. that same same kind of small one big room church right the bird church bird church <laughs> <laughs> yikes i don't think i've ever said those two words together before <laughs> bird church <laughs> my brain was like huh that's new it's the church where you take your birds. I mean, well, yeah, the birds that arrive. But be sure that you take their messages off of them and throw them away first. Yeah, they don't want to read that shit. The Church of Latter Day Birds. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's Look, time for some Latter Day Birds. And there's a ladder on the church. Oh God. The show is in our heads. Oh, God. Uh, so anyway, I don't know why they're building this uh, arc. I, I have to call it an arc. It's, there's nothing else for it to be. Yeah, yeah, that seems like a logical inference. Maybe it's just decoration. Maybe they're just going to like do yeah. like a church-themed Actually, reenactment. Did, oh, God. You know, I like trying to podcast soon after the episode airs, but... <laughs> Then I don't know what's in the episode, and I have to waste time trying to remember. Because in the scene, when he goes up to him, he says, does he tell them you have a boat? <laughs> do, they ag- Sorry. do they acknowledge that they're building a boat? I don't remember them acknowledging that they're okay. building a boat. Because I think what's happening here is they're not building a boat. I think they're working on the church, and the boat is like a maybe old failed projects from the past and that's the answer you sure they're not doing both or they're doing both that was <laughs> that that was my although i didn't even notice the church but but yeah that was my that was my assumption once i realized the church is there let me see what he says oh he said you're building a boat she says huh <laughs> classic <laughs> leftovers huh 
Wait, literally. Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Know. Maybe she says, uh-huh. Sorry. Let me see what she says. <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> and the scene ends with no verification. <laughs> okay. It is weird that they have two building projects going on at the same time. Yeah. Hold Let's... on one second. Let me look. Oh, this looks like she said, uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Looks like she verified it. And he says, for the flood. And she smiles, sort of. And he looks weird at him. Then they don't, yeah, they don't seem to acknowledge the flood. They don't seem to acknowledge no. the flood. So I think it's one of those classic things where, yeah, he's misplacing meaning. And, yeah, they don't know yeah. about the flood. They're building it for something else. They're building because they're Australians. They build a boat on their free Australians time. just build boats sometimes. <laughs> do it. It's just a thing they do. Yeah. They do. <laughs> and listen, that's a compliment. Building a boat is hard. Hey, I've never I've never built a boat and I probably will never build a boat. Yeah. So yeah. you know, my I feel like they, they just have the like national fortitude to be able to do it, you know? Yeah. I mean my hat's off to anyone who builds boats, especially You can survive with all those deadly animals. Like build boats for a hobby. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's crazy. We have a you know, whole renovation project to do over there, but we're building a boat in addition you know to what, that. You know what's funny and ironic? <laughs> Touting their, like, um, um, manual, uh, what's the word for that? The construction powers or whatever. Uh, uh, I saw this, this, this video on the internet um, of this, this like, 13-year-old girl who's famous for her, um, for her blacksmithing. Um <laughs> She makes these like super fancy daggers and knives and stuff. Uh and uh, you know, and uh and she's Australian. That's just yeah. Oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was funny. It was funny. Because I was watching the video like without sound and I was just reading the the the, the title, subtitles. Yeah. And I just clicked on it and so I heard her talk. I was like, because I was like, oh, I wonder where she's from, you know? And I and I was like, oh, she's Australian. Of course she's She's a black, she's a master blacksmith. <laughs> yeah, that's I, that's that's just that's just a thing yeah. you do. I thought that was if great. you're eight yeah. in Australia, like it's time to learn to be a blacksmith. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very accurate. Again, where do we get these Australian guests for such a brief time? They come on, they say one thing, and leave. <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, where are we? <laughs> what are we talking about here? Uh, okay, the boat. The we're boat. The boat. The boat. Yeah. They are building a boat. We don't know why they're building a boat. They it's going to be did not agree practical. that it was for a flood. Yeah. They did not agree it was for a flood. Yeah, they just kind of looked at each other like, uh... So, yeah, um, you're right. It seems like, uh, it's probably going to be something, something more reasonable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to go with the pattern but it is weird but maybe the point is that it's not weird and the only reason i think it's weird is because i don't usually build boats in my spare time mm -hmm. but in australia that's just the thing so you know yeah deal yeah. with it deal with it <laughs> um all right so are you ready to go on to the next thing no way 
Um, oh, okay. So much. Uh, okay, sorry, so much. Sorry. So I want to go back to a thing that I forgot to talk about, which I thought was kind of interesting. It, it, it relates to the storytelling of this show. Um, when when Kevin Senior goes to the uh, the lady who has the um, uh, address for Christopher Sunday, right, right. Um, the scene starts. He walks into the office, and he the first thing we see is that. Um, there's a like a wanted sign for him, wanted yeah. for questioning, and so you go, oh wow, okay, so whosoever office this is already is on the lookout for this guy because there's a huge sign there. Yeah. So when she walks in and she's talking to him, you know, sort of the pall over that whole scene was was this wanted for questioning sign. I'm like, oh, she knows who he is. He's the crazy guy. Right. She's just pretending to be nice and not freaking out because this is how she's choosing to handle the situation, knowing that this wanted guy is here now. So I go through the whole scene, you know, with like this misinterpretation of what she knows, only to like get to the end of the scene going, oh, wow. Okay, wow. He, he's going to get what he wants. Wow, that's weird. Uh, doesn't she know who he is? And then she turns and sees the thing and then freaks out because she didn't know who he was. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought that was a really interesting uh, sort of trap uh, that they planted. And so I don't know. Did you fall into that trap? Did you think that she had already seen that wanted poster before? Or did you not think about it? No, I like I assumed that. I assumed that it, that had been posted there and like maybe she had looked at it, but I didn't assume that she would automatically recognize him mm. um, from the thing. Cause I guess I assumed like, you know, uh, she wouldn't necessarily have spent a lot of time looking at it um, because, you know, she's just working in the office or whatever. She's not expecting to see him there. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not expecting him to show up there. Um and so, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think she was going to recognize him. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe I guess because it seemed like a small office and it seemed like it's her office that she put that up there that, I don't know, I guess I added some importance to that, that it's like, that this is like a big deal that this guy's on the loose, you know? Right, and, right, right. And, you know, she went to the trouble putting it on the board. Right. Uh, and yeah, I don't but, really know how big of a deal it is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's reasonable that she just might not have recognized him out of con. But I mean, she, he's known to be in the area, so it's like, it is possible. He is looking for these elders, and she is the woman who, like, knows this stuff. <laughs> you know, they are, you know, like, so yeah, yeah there's a little bit there but yeah okay yeah anyway i thought it was a trap because i fell into it right 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 yeah yeah no i um i and because it kind of bookmarks the scene and i i think i was bookends. distracted about what was going on just thinking about this plot and where it was going and so i think i i wasn't really worried i guess i assumed the plot would progress um and so, you know, and, and, and it does, like, you know, he ends up just, like, taking the thing. And it kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I guess because they, they took, they, they decided to show us that up front in the scene instead of normally the way this scene goes is the person sees the, the, the wanted sign at, at the end of the scene. And they go, oh, no. Right. You know, because the audience knows who the character is the whole time. And that's enough dramatic irony for the scene to work. 
you know, but 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 so so then putting it up front to me, I thought was like, okay, just so the audience knows, this office is on the lookout for our guy. You know, that's what I thought right. the point was of that of like, okay, because otherwise they could have just not had the sign. You know, obviously the ending would have been different. But right, um, right, right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I just want to go back and say that. Um, uh, I, I mean, generally, his whole walkabout adventure, I thought, was very compelling, super interesting. Um, you know, I love seeing characters suffer. Um, <laughs> that's the writer Ouch. in me. I mean, that's the writer in me. That's what uh, we do. I mean, we don't. Uh, I mean, I don't get pleasure out of it. Is I don't. I didn't mean to, to intimate that, but um, I, I I love it because it's it's compelling and. Um, uh and it you know makes for great acting and storytelling uh yeah. but but the, so yeah the whole thing and him and and then um um you know having to like take shelter in the burnt out vw and uh and like there's you know he there's vodka but not water right uh you know like these these little like things that twist the knife you know and then yeah, right when he what did he curse at God and then it rains. Yeah. And then, you know, he gets the last most important thing taken away from him, these tapes, you know, and then uh yeah, and then the whole thing with the knife, I thought I mean, sorry, with the snake, I thought it was really interesting. And like he's like you know, like he comes across his spirit animal of all things, you know, right. and he's got to like make this big piece with having to eat it, and then, but then like it gets the last bite, you know. Um, uh, it's uh, yeah, it, re- it reminds me of something like this is this is what Locke wanted, you know. This is what we would have seen Terry O'Quinn do on a different version of Lost, you know, like. Uh, is is go through this thing and be like tested by nature and all this stuff, right? Uh, uh, but yeah, I thought that I thought that was interesting. Um, and uh, I guess we'll get to it when they talk about it. But you know, just the kind of kismet of him landing in the spot where she bar- oh, what is it? Her daughter's buried there. Yeah, yeah. Well, all of her kids, I guess. Oh, all that's right. All of them. I think they all died there. Yeah, that's right. I guess that's the idea. Um, and then um, I thought it was interesting. There wasn't a lot of food in their refrigerator. Um, yeah. when, you know, when the scene was playing, and I'm trying to figure out where he is and stuff, I, you know, or details about this place. I thought that was just interesting because the rest of the place seems very lived in, but then right. there was like not a lot of food. So, and I was like, are people still living here? Like, what's going on? Yeah. They get a lot of takeout. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of takeout on the outback. <laughs> Take you out back. I don't know. I, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, to the extent that she's using the freezer to store her um, photographs. Mm-hmm. Which I googled, and that's not a thing. I hope that's not a thing. Yeah, I don't know if that's a thing. I had Googled, like, photo album and freezer to see if, like, that's just a thing people know to do. (laughs) You know, don't you put your, you know, valuable photographs in the freezer during, you know, the summer because it's better, you know, I don't know. Oh, right. Uh, Preserve them or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. But I've definitely never heard of that. No, I don't think it's a thing. Uh, so where are we with the recap? Where did we get to? The tranquilizer dart. He comes out on the women murdering the guy and uh, gets shot with a tranquilizer dart. Um, did you want to say anything about uh, the other stuff or you want me to go on? Yeah, and... let me see. So he talks to Matt again, yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> that was the other thing I was going to say with the first phone call is that... Um, like, I didn't know they had a relationship that they like knew each other, uh, or at least you know I don't remember what they uh, said about that. Isn't that, that before. established in season one uh, with the money? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, they did do the money thing. I guess they they don't ever talk to each other, right? Uh, it's just that they. Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 they might they might talk to each other at the end, but okay, um, okay, but uh, but yeah, it, I mean it implies some kind of relationship. Yeah, I guess I just I guess I'm I'm more mean like it was just it was just interesting just to see what their relationship was, you know, when them actually talking to each other. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you know, right. What, what it what it actually was, I guess that's what I mean. Right, right. You know, they're not like best friends. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clearly not. Especially Clearly. now. Uh, and then, yeah, so he looks at the photo album, and then she wakes up, and then uh, uh, they have a little chat. and uh... So I guess, I guess, so then we go back out. Sorry, have we gotten to the thing where we go back out and, uh, yeah, 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 and they're killing the guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 last thing I said was that he he gets shot with the tranquilizer dart. Cool. All right, yeah, we can move on. Okay, so uh, then he uh, he wakes up, and uh, this woman who I guess is named Grace, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, she says she's going to turn herself in for for murdering the the guy. Um, and, uh, you know, then she, uh, then she tells her, she tells her story. This is her like long explanation for, this is the, this is how I ended up doing that stuff from the end of episode two. Um, so see if you can follow kids. Cause this one gets a bit weird too. Um, <laughs> so she, uh, let's see, she was, um, uh, I guess she was at the store when the departure happened and she believed it was the rapture as many did. Um, uh, when she arrived at home, she didn't see anyone there. The Bibles in the church were in a row and, uh, she came to assume that her whole family had departed. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, two years later, <laughs> two years later, they discovered uh, the remains of her <laughs> children, and yeah. she realized that actually all of her children did not depart, but they mm-hmm. set off um, looking uh, looking for her, I guess, or looking for someone, um, and she never looked for them because she assumed they departed, and so I guess they just died in the Itvik. 
Um, yeah, because the what she assumes is that the father departed and the kids were left alone. Uh, so she, uh, so she thinks that her uh, husband departed, but but right, not the kids. Right, right, right. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but but which they... was the what? Sorry, <laughs> but that's the you know that's the you know when is it is it an A or B right? Did they depart or not depart? Yeah. And it's like it's it's C, it's of A course. and B, it's both things. It's it's uh, there's four people involved, or everybody people is you know, and it's like different thing you know. Uh, Six, it's, it's I think. not. Is it six? Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's Five not like and, it's yeah. not binary for the whole group, you know. Uh, right. So it's like they each thing, different things could have happened. Half could have disappeared, and half couldn't. You know, there's all these different combos that she didn't think of. She just assumed they all went. You know. Yeah, and this idea is like something that surprisingly they I don't think they've done before, which is you know uh, uh, not so they've done. Um, you know, they've done like a whole family departed. They've done, you know, faking a departure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what they haven't done is like assuming someone departed, but actually they didn't. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, sort of resulting in their resulting in their death. It's kind. Um, it's kind of like the the uh, uh, perfect strangers thing guy thing, where it's it's a. It, but it's not a, it's not a like a, a deceitful fake yeah it's not someone faking it but they are alive they didn't depart right so it's in that category but it's like a different reason that they're gone it's kind of like the Evie thing right it's like they decided to leave you know which is what her kids did they decided to leave the area right. you know they just had a different reason right but uh but yeah it's a thing you don't apparently think about <laughs> for two years until two years later right um, right yeah, yeah, which I which which is again very just very Linda Law, very lost, you know. Completely of this like yeah. this 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 tragedy born from this like oversight uh in in, in misplaced meaning, you know. Yeah. Um I didn't really understand the the Bibles in a row thing when she said that that's how she knew they were all gone. And I know she had she had talked about that before, right? She said something about the Bibles. Did you understand that? Because she said, I, I, I already knew the chapel would be empty before I stepped inside. So she knew that they weren't there before she got there. So then so then when she got there, what she saw was there are Bibles uh, all nice and neat in a row. So is she just saying because they weren't there, they departed? She's not saying yeah. like, okay. I think that's and, all she's and, saying. Okay. They were, I don't know. I thought she was saying something about like... If the Bibles weren't there, then that would have told her something else, you know. You know what I mean? Like, what? Yeah. Well, I think if the, if the Bibles had been like uh, disturbed or moved around or whatever, it would be it would be evidence that you know they had been there and uh, I guess possibly hadn't departed or at least like. That doesn't make sense to me though. Why? Yeah, why being in a really row means. To me, to me, if they're in a row, that means they were untouched, you know, in a way. Like, to me, that means... But I guess the idea is they were supposed to touch them. Uh, at least that's what yeah, I Yeah, so assume. wouldn't they be... Why would they be in a row if they're... I, I don't know. I, it's something about... I assume this, that's, I how they, that's how they leave them normally. So, okay, so when, we, when we're leaving the church, we're done with church stuff, 
we're going to leave our Bibles all nice and in a row, right? Yeah. Okay, so so she's supposing – I still don't get it because, because what is she supposing happened? Like why – why couldn't they have just never gone to the church until well, they I never guess, disturbed them? I guess they were supposed to have gone to the church. And so, I, but, in her okay. mind, if they didn't go to the church, the only explanation That's, could be that they departed. I still don't get it because if she's supposing that, okay, the rapture happened, of course, their first stop is the church. They're going to be in the church. Uh, no, I oh, assume wait, they were going to go to the sorry. church anyway. Sorry, 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 because the rapture happened, they wouldn't be in the... They, yeah, they, exactly. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So... So they would have been in the church yeah. for whatever reason. So, But if they're in the church and they're using their Bibles and yeah. the rapture happens... Yeah, then they shouldn't be in an E-row. They shouldn't be in an E-row. And I feel like she's trying... That's why I don't, I don't understand how that's supposed to mean anything. Because to me, if they're in an E-row, it means they weren't used. They, they didn't go there. They weren't at the church. Or they were at the church and they left them neat in a row and then left. Yeah. Walked out. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That, that was a weird. I just didn't understand that part. Maybe I'm yeah. I'm making too much out of it for sure, but I just didn't understand like what the the Bibles being in a row, how that was evidence to her that they that they had departed. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was just a timing thing. Like they were supposed to be there at some particular time, and based on that, like if if they never disturbed them, then uh, then they must have departed. If they were disturbed, then maybe she would have had the idea that they were still around somewhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get what they're trying to say. If the yeah. if the timing was, you know, if the timing was that specific. But it, but again, like they could be in a row and they have never went to the church, and she's wrong to suppose that they were at the church to begin with. Oh, I agree. I agree. I agree. She's making assumptions. That's a hundred percent clear. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, some of them are, are not really warranted. And uh, my mind, the assumptions she's about to make. Uh, I guess the point is that it crazy. doesn't matter. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I cut you off. What were you gonna say? No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. That's fine. I, I guess the point is, it doesn't matter what she thinks about the Bibles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that doesn't really matter. What matters is what she believes the meaning of it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm, I'm getting bogged down with like trying to make a logical connection to, to, to what she inferred it meant, but that doesn't matter. Cause she could have thought the opposite. Um, just right. as easily, and that would have been, you know, the case. Yeah. So. Right, right, right. I saw the Bibles, like, you know, yeah. open mm -hmm. and uh, on yep. the floor, and that's when I knew that they. That's when I knew God showed me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, totally. The point is, she. Yeah, the point is, she believed it was a sign, not that yeah. she's got some evidence it was a sign or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um. All right. Um. But okay. that, yeah, what a story. <laughs> so yeah, it continues from there. That was that was like part one of the story. So that's yeah. I guess that's the background. Okay. Um so uh so she uh she moved the cross from the church to the spot where the kids had died, I guess. And uh that's where Kevin Senior uh passed out and she found him there. She found the page from the Book of Kevin, 
describing a police chief named Kevin who drowned and here's here's what it here's I'm reading now uh who drowned <laughs> freed the dead from their pain and rose again uh okay sure that it was a sign especially with a police chief named Kevin living nearby um she went to find him and um and thinking that it was a test that he uh I don't know that he wasn't cooperating or something she um Drowned him, and uh, then uh, I guess when he died, realized that uh, it was all a farce or something, and so now she, um, uh, now she doesn't think it was a special message or whatever, and uh, God doesn't care about me, and but then, mm -hmm. uh, but then Kevin Senior decides to come in with the final line. Well, you just got the wrong Kevin. <laughs> but I'm bummed. Yeah, so that's the end of the episode. yeah, you gotta love it. <laughs> so, um, uh, so so like I'm confused, honestly, mm -hmm. um, about a lot of things. I mean, I didn't even get to the Bibles. I wasn't even worried about the Bibles because I was worried about this stuff. Yeah. Um. Uh. So okay. So she. So she finds him there. Uh, at the spot so i guess that's what gives it meaning it's like it's the spot where the kids died so like maybe maybe that means this has some significance mm -hmm. so she takes the page okay 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 okay. we don't know what the book says we've never read it mm -hmm. but you know who who drowned i mean no he did not drown. The whole point. False. The whole point. Yeah, the whole point was that it was even more miraculous. Like the whole like, and that's what is interesting about this whole writing a scripture thing is the conflation of events, right? Because what they're conflating is, a he died. Yeah. B, there there was a time he was in water <laughs> and could have drowned. Right. Uh, and and the whole passing the afterlife thing. They like put those things all together when the whole point of the. The lake thing was that the water was the earthquake stopped it, which yeah. which could have equally been at the the you know the his one of his miracles right caused the ground to open right. up and swallow the yes. the or you know what I mean like that could have easily been the the line but but it's interesting that what they give us is this conflation of events that's not quite accurate right right and like the show. This is the kind of thing that, you know, on, on certain shows, I mean, if they ran long enough, I might think they're just getting it wrong. But mm -hmm. I, I mean, I don't really believe that they don't remember what happened last you, season. Man, you are so, what a great observation. I, I feel like that is such a touchstone to like the beginning of the Lost Slowdown and, and like how we used to think about the show and how we, you know, all the, the discussions we had about well, what does that mean? And why would they say it this way this time and this time? They could have just said the exact same thing, but then yeah. they said, you know, and like, does it mean, you know, is it this? Is it a prop mistake? Is it an actor mistake? Is it whatever? <laughs> the continuity error? Is yeah, it a purpose yeah, yeah. mistake? Deleted you know, scene. The, the, the plethora of like variations and explanations. Um, you're totally right. Like to me, that's like, man, that, that goes way back there. And to see now how natural it is to assume like um, that it's not a mistake 
they're trying to say something with that. Right. Um, that they may or may not make a point of later, you know, but, but that, um, that it, it, that, uh, one of the answers to that might be that they're trying to make you question that, like they're pointing it out, you know? Um, so what do you do now that, now that you've noticed it seems wrong, <laughs> you know, what do you think about that? I think it's right. kind of how it should go instead of going, that's just wrong. That's not what happened. It's like, okay, well, great. You got the first part. That's what they wanted you to say. That's wrong. Now, what is it? What does it mean that it's wrong? You know? Right. Right. Uh, yeah, it's strange. Um, I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm not really sure what it means because because I, I feel like I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, maybe he never told anyone. I guess I thought people would know. Uh, you know, the people involved in writing the book would know mm -hmm. what happened to Kevin as far as the drowning goes. I mean, did she just skim it really quickly? And well, not no, I think I, I think it's all I think this is like I said, I think this is a dramatization of of what it's like to record, a, a, you know, a biblical tale of, of somebody, you know what I mean? Of like or really a biography of somebody. I mean, really, that's kind of what it is at a very basic level. But I'm, but but you know what I mean. So, but I think we're getting to see the, the variations of that in this in this game of telephone, really, kind of right, because it's being interpreted by multiple people now. Because she's reiterating. I mean, she's she's telling us, but I mean, you know, and he knows what what the page said. I believe, you know, I he did kind of tear out a random page, but he did read all of it, so he might have right. done a specific page. But she's telling him what's on it anyway. Um, but. Um, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, I was thinking about the whether he knew what was on that page or not. Um, oh man, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> what was I just talking about? Sorry, I forgot the point I was making. Uh, Let's see. Um, oh, 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 we were talking about, um, <laughs> we were talking about what does it mean, uh, what does it mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What does it mean that it's, that it's wrong? That it's wrong. Uh, and my point was going to be, I, yeah, this whole dramatization of, of, of how the details kind of get wrong because it's like reinterpreted, you know, um, do the do these various people you know um so i think to me that's kind of what the point of it is uh is to is just to show like yeah matt didn't get all the details you know he is like i said before like the book is long compared to what kevin could have possibly told them right directly. Uh, you yeah. know yeah so so there's a lot in there that you know and there's artistic flourishes and i'm sure he's trying to talk you know make things connect thematically and make right. points and, and have it mean something and say something. So he's adding a lot of stuff to it. Yeah. And, uh, and I think he, he, it was probably an editorial note that he was like, it's, it's better this way. It's better if, you know, I don't want to confuse the reader with, okay, he could have drowned, but he didn't, you know, I right. want to make it more direct and just be like, no, uh, he, he did drown. That's how he died. Uh, you know, right. 
right. then went to the afterlife. And the same thing with the other part, right? Of like the this sort of this sort of uh, interpretation that he released the dead from their pain, right? Like that's not an idea that anybody had. <laughs> um, you know, I like I never would have put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, rewatching the thing with Patty, um, I think I can see if if Kevin described that experience in detail, I could see coming away with that sort of interpretation. Uh, at least for Patty, it's not clear that he did that for anybody else. Um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, but I don't see Kevin describing it that way. I definitely see Matt interpreting it that way. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, I don't think Kevin was like, I went to this hotel and I released Patty from her sins. I mean, yeah. from her from her pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because so, to him, the whole point was, you know, like, I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like it's it's not like that's what I was trying to say. It's not it's not the way I would ever describe it. Um, But I could see having that interpretation. I mean, it's 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 a stretch to describe it as though like it's a thing he just did. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, it's a it's a thing he did for one person who was Mm -hmm. bothering the shit out of him. Yeah. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. it's not like he just he just like you know, went around to the dead and like, how can I, how can I release your pain? You Mm -hmm. know, like that, that didn't happen. So I guess, I mean, it's still wrong, but like, I I get where that comes from. I guess it's just like the drowned thing. Yeah. It's like, it's, you you get, you get the origin when you know the story, but it's just, it's just off. But okay. So, so, uh, I, I was wondering like, so how did she make the leap that, I mean, what was the point? Like, okay, it talks about a police chief named Kevin, and so, but what does she want him to do? Like, she want does she want him to like relieve her kids of her, their pain or something? Like, is that the idea? Like, what what's what's the plan for for, uh, for Kevin? Yeah, she said she said she wanted uh, him to help her talk to her children. Okay. Uh, so I guess the idea is that 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 he she thinks oh because that's right the um, that see that's interesting that's interesting we're actually playing with the with a duality here of where Kevin goes when he dies right so one one thing is like the the whole where you know he 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 possibly like where the departed people went and one is where the dead people go. Right. Uh, so she thinks it's the it's he went where the dead people go, and that's where her children are. Right. Uh, so yeah, that 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 he could yeah, relay a message to them because she wa- she she feels guilty. She wants to apologize to them and say you know uh, I, I apologize you know for leaving you guys. I didn't mean to abandon you, and it's right. my fault. You know she she has a guilty conscience, and she wants she. It's just like Nora. It's the exact same thing Nora wants. Um, and that's the other thing I was going to say we were talking about the different combinations of how they've depicted people who've departed Uh, you know we saw a double version of four people and only one not going you know with uh, Perfect Strangers Guy and Nora Uh, but we all and then we saw an interesting version here with her family that's kind of like Nora where um you know this the uh, Grace's family's all together, and then but only the dad goes, and the other uh, kids don't go. 
so that's an interesting variation on the whole department. Yeah, thing. and I guess it's like she she still loses her whole family, just you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. for a different reason, like not just and, because of the departure. And she's assuming he departed still. Like I, I'm still not quite convinced she she has it's, any proof. Yeah. So unless the kids. But yeah, the kids didn't even know anything. So um, yeah, I mean, the dad could have just left or something, or uh, mm-hmm. um, or maybe he walked walk about it himself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, God, that actually is interesting. That's actually a weird combination, right? They they basically yeah talked about walk because they have the kind of homage you pointed out, right? With the guy burning yeah. himself. Yeah. Uh, but the, also the idea of the kids being on their own in the outback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Is totally walkabout. Yeah. Um, definitely. Man, if there if if there was like time travel on this show, I'd be like the the car guy's their dad. <laughs> like you know something weird like that. Right. Like, uh, you know that's why you know he left the kids out there and killed himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that would make sense. If the yeah if the walkabout answers work. Mm-hmm. Then that would be that would be a logical explanation. Like I assume, I assume it's just supposed to be taken as true. But I I do agree that like it's you know I mean, the story makes clear that it's it's just a huge assumption. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, there's a whole another you know thought you were sent by God. You know Benjamin Linus. You know right. Sending us back surgeons, final surgeon. This is how I know that God exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's weird because I thought God couldn't see the island. So how did he know ah, he had cancer? That's what I said last season. I'm not <laughs> talking about that shit anymore. That's an LS. Yeah. Um, that's a last season. I moved on from that. I have new lies. This I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, I, yeah, I mean... It's it's weird. I mean, I think part of that's retcons, and part of it is um, he was just being manipulative when he was captured. Are we the only leftovers podcast that that periodically becomes a lost podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it just goes back to being probably, a probably. Um, probably. Okay, what else about this this bit here? She tells it was just a story. You know, but sorry, still... but that, that reminded me of something. Sorry, uh-huh. something about the leftovers. Um, <laughs> oh, good, good. Believe it or not, we're in the market so, for that. Like, I mean, once you get to your season two rewatch, like, uh, you know, I, I'm interested to see where your perspective is when you actually get here. But uh, at the end of the season, uh, there's this whole plot line of, uh, you know, Tommy or Tom, as he's known sometimes. Uh, you know, he's doing the Wayne thing, but then he. Uh, then, you know, um, uh, Meg shows up and, uh, to one of his meetings, you know, and like Mm -hmm. comes up to him and like whispers in his ear, like, I can do this for real. And, uh, uh, and then, um, uh, Oh, Meg. There's, yeah. And then there's, there's another line later about like, I, you know, I, I had sex with you because I wanted to get you pregnant. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, Oh man. And then, um, at the end, uh, you know, when, when the guilty remnant are doing their whole plan 
for uh, Jarden and stuff like that, and and he thinks there's like explosives on the on the uh, the little trailer. You know, he doesn't really know mm-hmm. uh, the truth. Um, you know, he's like, you know, hey, my my family's in there, like, you know, um, uh, but like, uh, what does he say? Ah, no, someone else says that. Sorry, sorry. He confronts her with like. You know, uh, but the, you know there, the, uh, there is no family, and uh, she's like, "Family's the only thing that matters." Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, it's this weird, uh, it's this weird string of like, it, it just it reminds me of those Ben scenes where she's just like saying stuff that, <laughs> you know, it yeah. seems like it's just deliberately designed to be provocative, but she doesn't necessarily yeah. mean it or mean anything by it in particular. It's, I think that's exactly. I think she's just fucking with people. She's just like, I am just going to make other people miserable. Yeah, 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 and that's all it is. But yeah, it's just it's weird because like, <laughs> it's it, like the kind of thing she says makes me think like there's some bigger meaning, you know. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but in the end, I mean, especially when you cut to this season and you see, you know how far the the plan went afterwards and you know what she really had to say about like what we should do next and stuff like that it it seems like she you know didn't really have some like grand plan i mean beyond you know Mm -hmm. breaking breaking the bridge and letting letting everyone in yeah you know like that was it the end (laughs) yeah yeah uh God, that whole Meg saga is crazy. Because I'm in season one, doing the rewatch, and completely different Meg. Uh, yeah, completely yeah, she's, different Meg. She's very different in season two. Um, but it's interesting how uh, how sadism is like a pit stop uh, through grief. Like it seems like this show is saying like when you're grieving at some point you lash out at other people and you are kind of to a point where you're just being unreasonable and you know, you're just making someone else miserable because you can't stand it. Um, you know, and I'm at the point where Jill just decided to go to the guilty remnant because she's just right. found Nora's gun and she right. thinks that people will never be able to be okay again. Right, and therefore, right. the, the answer well to that is to remnant. follow me now, strip yourself of everything that, I guess, um, uh, displays your vitality. Yeah. Uh, attachments. And, yeah, yeah. Attachments and emotions and, and, and health yeah. and, and fashion yeah. sense. Um, <laughs> right. Decorum. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. uh, and then get rid of that stuff and then you will somehow be able to cope or... Or fi- oh, find purpose. That's what it is. That's what she says. Like right, it's about the purpose, right? Is that I think that's what Patty says. Like that. Therefore, you find your purpose, right? That's what everyone's looking for is purpose. Yeah. So the question is, okay, yes. the, the sudden departure happened. What's the purpose of that? What's my purpose now that it happened? What do I do now? Yeah. And so the people who joined the guilty remnant think, okay, well, what I'll do now is be a living reminder of yeah. this crazy thing that happened. Um, and that'll be, that'll be my job. That'll be my purpose. Uh, 
Um, and it's interesting as like a coping mechanism and a strategy. It's a horrible as a cult <laughs> and an ideology. <laughs> but as a as a coping yeah. mechanism to the sudden departure, I, I get it. Um, yeah, and I, I'm interested about like the other chapters of the guilty remnant because like there's a whole thing about like their leadership stuff and they're not there's no like hierarchy uh mm. right isn't it true or am i missing mm. something there... no i i think there's some hierarchy or at least like i get that impression in season two. Oh, that's right oh yeah 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 uh i'm remembering some of that stuff now um well i guess i I guess I, I was I was thinking that there was no like there's not like one guilty remnant group for the whole planet or the whole country, right? Or uh or am I misremembering? Yeah, I don't think yeah, I don't think we really know that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's what I mean. Like there's no like they're not a part of like a, a bigger thing. Like there's other people out there doing a version of that, you know. Yeah, it seems like they're. It seems like they maybe they're loosely connected, or some of them are connected, or there's some there's some like larger organization. But yeah, I it I don't get the sense it's gotten to the level of you know the Catholic Church or something like that, mm -hmm. where there's like really this centralized authority and you know yeah. Orders getting uh, handed down, or dogma getting handing, handed down, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, did we did we answer the thing you were asking? Oh yeah. Well, no. I was just curious. Uh, I was just curious to see what you thought of that stuff when you when you get to it again, because I had forgotten. I'd forgotten about like, you know, like freak you out, Meg. It, mm -hmm, it just mm -hmm. it reminds me of that that Ben stuff, you know, it just, it just seems like she's, she's manipulating. Uh, yeah. And like when she's like, I just want to get you pregnant. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, the, uh, you know, the runway is for the aliens or whatever. It's kind of like, right. Here's a answer that's explicitly designed to tell you there's no meaning here. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Oh, Meg. Oh, Meg. Oh, Meg. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else in this last part here. You just got the wrong Kevin. Well, that's that's what I was going to bring up, because that's something that's got to be uh, addressed. Uh, given this episode, uh, what does he mean by that? Well, it's funny because he should mean Kevin Jr., uh, yep. because that's what the that page was about. Yep. Um, and that's who she's describing from the page, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, so the question is, um, would he tell her, hey, my son is that guy, but hey, I'm also special too. So, yeah, so here's the thing, like, here's, here, here were my thoughts when this happened. Um, and, and I got to bring up Lost again. So, uh, you know, in season six, they have this whole candidate subplot. And part of that is like the, the names are written on the cave wall and, and um, on the lighthouse wheel and stuff like that, you know, but it's just the last names. Yeah. You know? So 
I remember people uh, in season six, like on podcasts and stuff, and I'm sorry, like, to take the tone I'm going to take, but this is just, you know, <laughs> this is just how it, this is just how it feels to me, I, you know, whatever. It's, it's fine if you thought this, but anyway, like, I would hear people say, like, you know, um, oh, uh, <laughs> oh, it says Gerard. Does it mean Saeed or does it mean his brother? You know, and it's like, yeah, yeah. it's like it fucking means the character on the show. Like, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and or you know, Kwan. Oh, maybe it's Ji Yeon. It's not fucking Ji uh-huh. Yeon. You're out of your mind. <laughs> ba- you're the baby leader of the island. Come on. <laughs> There was there was a lot of that where it was just yeah. like it was just like oh maybe it maybe it actually means this other character who's not a character on the show really or just appeared in a couple flashbacks mm-hmm. and it's just like you know just by normal TV logic like that's just ridiculous yeah. you know and so like by that way of thinking it seems obvious that he should mean Kevin Junior Kevin Junior mm-hmm. the the page is about Kevin Junior I know it. Yeah. And uh, if that's who you're looking for, I know he's my son. Yeah. You know, there you go. Um, But um, on the other hand, in this episode, you have that whole scene where he originally gets the book and he uh, throws it away saying, like, it should be about me. Mm hmm. You know, this is my story. Like, fuck him. No offense. But, you know, like, it's not about him. He's not the important one here. It's me. And so since you have that scene, it really opens up the possibility that he's going to try to say it's him. And he was police chief too. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing. That's, that's why it's the last line is because all the other setup lets you have this whole quandary. Because if it was, if it could, if he could only have meant Kevin Jr., it's not a great last line. I mean, I mean, it's not the best last line, right? Like, eh, fine. But but it wouldn't have, have it wouldn't have the impact of like well wait what, just that little bit of ambiguity like wait yeah. which one does he mean yeah um but you know I'm curious why does Kevin Senior I mean what miraculous things have happened to him or has he done like like you know there was a lot with Kevin Junior. So I'm confused like if he's like this book should be about me and you're what like from all I can tell. He he heard some voices that he was ignoring for the most of his time. And then they told him to go to Australia, and he did, and he hasn't heard from them since, I think. No, but then a chicken told him that. But then a chicken walked in. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget the chicken of destiny. (laughs) Because when he comes to clucking, you know, <laughs> your luck is going to turn over a new feather. Uh, and uh, things are going to be cracking your way. Because, oh, God. Because you won't foul up if you uh, don't um, beak come. <laughs> And with that, I'm done, folks. <laughs> wow. I can't talk. Whoa. Become. Become. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. so, you know, then he, uh, 
he's gonna he's gonna save the the world from the the great flood apocalypse by learning all these songs. I, I mean, I think he considers that important enough to uh, warrant a book. But I agree that like he hasn't done anything miraculous. I guess he's he's saying he will do something miraculous mm-hmm. uh, eventually. But yeah, uh, so far, you know, I mean, well, that's not quite how scriptures work, buddy. Huh? You know, it's uh, hey, hey, it's not a list is... of things. Not a list of things you're gonna do. This is 2017. <laughs> like, we need to rethink. This is like religion 2.0. <laughs> oh no, we need to... not religion 2.0. We need to allow it's... for they spell it without the vowels. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's all we, lowercase, without we, the uh, We have to, like, admit the possibility of future miracles. Don't insist on miracles now. R-E-L-Y-G-N. Believe, <laughs> believe that the miracles are coming. It's an app on your phone now, Religion 2.0. Download it today. <laughs> Religion 2.0, now is free Wi-Fi. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so sorry, what do you think? You know, like like um I can I I know I'm on a path. I know that uh the miracles are on their way. You mm-hmm. should follow me now. It's like almost like um almost like an investment opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. believe me, believe me, there this is going somewhere. <laughs> Call now and you get a free ride to heaven in first class. <laughs> The first 50 people to sign up for this amazing opportunity. Hey, hey. <laughs> How often are you warned of the impending apocalypse? <laughs> you can get in now on the ground floor before there's no ground to get in. <laughs> I feel like it's like, it's just like a bad Bill Marx sketch. <laughs> it does kind of seem that way. It's true. Oh man, what do you like take like the one out of every like eight teen episodes when he does like a sketch on the side? Oh man, um, yeah, it's a it's weird. Uh, so anyway, I, I think that's a an interesting distinction is that that you know, um, yeah, that he Kevin actually there's a there, it's reasonable what from what Kevin has done that you would inquire as to his specialness. Right. Um, uh, because he's trending uh, in all these improbable <laughs> categories. Uh, <laughs> namely, resurrection. Um, right. right. And it's interesting, though, you know, the correlation to Jesus, you know, with this whole resurrection idea. Um, Jesus only resurrected once, though. I was uh, I mean, not that it's a, not that it's a competition, <laughs> but uh, you know, religion two point you get two resurrections. <laughs> you know? Hey, that's <laughs> what a deal! You what can't pass deal? this up. You can't pass what? Get one now, take one home later. I mean, <laughs> share one with your friends. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of interesting, but, but what's missing, uh, is the other miracles, you know, uh, now nah, they kind of added this thing about he released people from their pain in the afterlife, a sort of double whammy for the same right. miracle. I don't know. Right, right, uh, right. But, um, but you know, he's not turning water into wine. He's not curing the sick. He's not, not... yet. <laughs> <laughs> Matt has a cold. Um, 
<laughs> like Matt has a cold, and then Kevin gives him some like airborne, and then Matt. Oh my feels god! Better. If he wasn't going to Australia, I feel like that would happen. That sounds like a plot line they would do. And then he feels better, and then he's like, "Oh, he just cured the sick." You saved me with your magic mm-hmm. elixir. Uh huh. What is this Ari Borne? <laughs> It's ambrosia from the gods. It must be a secret potion that only the chosen one (laughs) could possibly... Formulated by teachers. (laughs) That's true, folks. Um, (laughs) Teachers are smart. Um, (laughs) Except it's sarcastic. Uh, They are. That's why they teach. Uh, <laughs> sarcastic. Sorry, I can't seem to compliment teachers uh, <laughs> without seeming sarcastic. It's fine. They're used to it. They're used to it. Um, okay, so what are we talking about? Well, so I mean, I just, I mean, do you have uh, what are your what what if you were to place odds? Like, mm-hmm. what do you what do you think he means here? Like, do you think he's gonna go all in with it's me? I'm going to do your miracles for you? Or do you mm-hmm. think it's going to be, no, it's Kevin, it's Kevin Jr., Kevin Jr. on the thing, uh, you know, and he'll connect with him somehow, and she will too, and you know what I mean? Like, which way? Because I, mean, I think I he's going to connect with Jr. at some point either way, but. Yeah, I was going to say, because I know Kevin's going to show up. I, yeah. I I think he's going to say that the book, that the book was, about, or the page was about Kevin, but the real story is about him. Uh, I think I think he's gonna make it about him. I think he might. Oh, could be it be able a both to, and? I think it's a both and. I think he's gonna connect it too. He's gonna say, "You're not crazy. This is about my son." But right. you won't believe my story, which is right. you know, what he what he would tell. You know, the 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 in walks the chicken of destiny. <laughs> Hark! I hear a clock. <laughs> <laughs> I hear a cluck upon me. <laughs> Who shall it be? Sorry, the chicken of destiny is obviously British. I mean, he, you know, he's got a monocle. <laughs> anyway, he's going to tell her the chicken story. Um, <laughs> she won't be, she won't be, I can't, I can't even say it. I can't even say it. Sorry, I can't even say it. It's too bad. I can't get through it. Wait, what are you trying to say? I was trying to say. <laughs> I can't say it. It's, it's the worst pun I've ever said. Wow. It's a bad one. <laughs> oh, my one. God. I got to hear it. This is pretty bad. This is pretty bad. I was, I'm trying to say. Um, she won't. <laughs> she won't be cleaving. <laughs> Wow. Damn, wow. that's bad. She won't be cleaving. <laughs> she won't be cleaving. Wow. Wow. That is quite a pun. Very, very brave pun. <laughs> right? Say. Yeah, that pun, you have to have courage for that, guys. You do. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think I think it's going to be a both hand. I don't think he's going to be able to get away with It's just me. It's just him. I agree. I agree. Okay, that sounds good. I didn't even think about the both end, which is stupid because I need to remember on Lindelof shows, both end or option C or whatever is always mm-hmm. on the table. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you're presented with two options doesn't mean it has to be just one of the two. Yeah. yeah. Um, it can go other ways. And yeah, I think, because like he's going to get involved in the story. He's going to Australia and... Um, uh, and and yeah, it just makes sense for him to say, you know, here here's what the page was about. But mm-hmm. you know, so then he gets he gets it both ways. I, I do want to talk about her leap that this scripture that this is a page of scripture and that it's real enough to kill someone over. I mean, why it's couldn't Kevin insane. have just been a novelist with like you know his manuscript on him? Um, that was a uh, huge leap. She finds this guy clutching this page, and then mm-hmm. like assumes it's a message, like it's mm-hmm. divine, a divine message. It's it's insane. I mean, it is written like scripture. I presumably, uh, you know, I mean, we haven't really read it, but mm-hmm. you know, um, still that's though, what she says. Yeah, she says it's, that. It's uh, it's you know, I mean, you would think if she, you know, I mean, she's really a believer and of course i mean we could say this for matt too but um, but sorry guys you know you think she would be slower to uh you know the thing about matt though is he's been there you know he's like he's been there for for some of the stuff and he had his own miracle hat yeah you know so so yeah. i guess like i understand a little more his like ability to go beyond uh you know christian uh theology or christian dogma or what have you but you know this character i mean she hasn't you know, she hasn't seen anything. I mean, there was just this mm-hmm. guy there. You know, it's not like anything I, magical happened. I think her thing is she is desperate with her grief and her guilt. She's a guilty remnant. Yeah. And uh, and I I'm think, surprised she uh, didn't join the guilty remnant. It's like the guilty remnant were the people all along. <laughs> or yeah. Are, are, you know, it's like the Walking Dead thing. The Walking Dead are the humans. Oh, God. Of course. Um, of course. Of course. Um, All of you were the guilty remnant. Exactly. You out there in TV land. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, so I think that's the point, you know, is she, she, she's desperate for anything. Yeah, yeah. But, but my, what I was going to say was if she found, took out this piece of paper from this dying guy, which is just a snake bite, it's not anything too crazy, right? Uh, and, right. Um, you know, um, yeah, he's on the site, you know, but it's kind of like the only thing there in that area, right? Looks a little remote. Right. Um, it stands out. Yeah, and... Um, uh, but so if she, if she, if she had taken the piece of paper off of him and it was like, and it read like scripture and it was like, uh, you know, uh, thus spake Zenu, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, and it was Scientology or something, you know what I mean? Like if it was, you know, why does the leap to believe a contemporary religion or piece of scripture or article of faith or something like she made a huge leap very quickly yeah you know what i mean well Uh, it reminds me of the bibles you know it's uh she's she makes leaps yes yeah she does make leaps it it seems like that's um that's part of her character i mean it it is huge i mean it's so huge that she yeah she murdered a guy uh, because of it um now she does say like she regrets it now you know so she's at least not that crazy 
but yeah, she's like just like desperate. That you know, yeah. And, 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 but the thing was like the whole she, another assumption she made was that Kevin would test her, and, right? And like not acknowledge that he's this miraculous guy because like yeah, because be, it would which presupposes that like he knows people are looking for him or he has a reason to hide his identity or he right. you know he fears being you you know what I mean like. It, um, you know, like if there, it's weird. It's, it's a weird leap to make. Uh, yeah. You know, it it's, she's making all kinds of strange leaps, and then that, and that, like the way to that 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 was somehow like that that the it's such a weird. I mean, can you imagine any other encounter where like, you know, you think you're meeting the Buddha, and <laughs> to <laughs> to prove to the Buddha that you believe he's Buddha, you have to kill him. Right. Well, uh, I mean, that, that was the thing I didn't understand about the scene in the last episode. Like, you know, because we, I mean, we didn't really know the context and I was just like, if they, if they believe in Kevin, why are they killing him? You know what I mean? Thing. I thought they were trying to get proof that it was him, but, but she, she thought, she, she knew it was him. That, yeah. so she, she didn't need proof it was him. She she was trying to prove it to Kevin that she knew it was him. Right. Like she's trying to prove her faith, which yeah. is not not an explanation I was thinking of when we first Me saw either. that scene. No. <clears throat> not remotely. Yeah, it was like they were just searching out Kevin's, you mm-hmm. know. But it, it wasn't even that. It was like she saw Kevin police chief. They knew the she, one Kevin, yeah. It she knew like, he was nearby, so it was like, yeah. oh, well, we'll just go to him. That's the only one, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I th- I thought it might have been, like, they've been, and, you know, tracking down Kevins. And, yeah, I thought they were, they're, like, the, the outback is littered with drowned Kevins. You yeah, know? The yeah, third exactly. one they've dr- but, here's, but, but here's what's weird. Um, I'm about to forget it. <laughs> Just vanished from my head. Uh, I was going to say something about um, um, another assumption she was making. Um, oh, with Kevin. Um, oh, that's right. That's what I was going to say. So if if she thinks it's the the local town Kevin sheriff guy, why doesn't why doesn't she know of these miracles that's happened to him? Like if right. this is a person that they that she knows, you know, even just you know, sort of tangentially, yeah. like why wouldn't she, isn't she more surprised that the, that Kevin, that asshole, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Right. Like, like it's weird to you know, it'd be different if it was, you know, Kevin she didn't know at all, and she's like, we have to go track down a police chief named Kevin, and he was, you know, three towns over or something. Right. But, but it's like she knew exactly who he was, but yet didn't know any had not heard you know it seems like if, you know if, if somebody's writing a book about what this guy did then at least there'd be word of mouth about what happened to him you know or something right that's a good point i didn't even think about that yeah she she made a lot of leaves very quickly i mean i guess it's just her desperation to yeah to, to make this work yeah um, yeah But there's also this thing that's interesting when you when you get into like religious stories and ideas and and people with faith and stuff like that is is this idea of like what God wants and stuff like that because uh, you know she wants to talk to her kids again which is completely understandable but like if God took them away <laughs> then isn't that your sign that you're not supposed to talk to them again until like maybe until she dies or something and they all go right. to heaven? 
Right. You know, I always find that those kind of incongruencies, you know, kind of interesting, which they highlight, you know, in the show in terms of people's beliefs and stuff like that and their right. assumptions and stuff. Um, but I but I find that interesting that she's going through all this thing enough to kill a guy. I don't think God wanted that. Right. Um, you know, um, so it's interesting, like what's a sign and what's not a sign and what's your path and what's not your path. I mean, that's and that's just for anybody. But, um, uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> um, all right. Anything else? Um, I, I think that's it. I think that's, uh, yeah, pretty sure I, pretty sure I hit all the things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let me see if I have any other notes. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, I did want to um, clarify something I mentioned on the last podcast. Uh, I was I was uh, trying to reiterate what Damon was Lindelof was saying on a podcast about the sudden departure being the only supernatural event on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a comment on the site that was saying that Damon has taught has has mentioned that a couple ways and that he's explained it better in other times. And that he's not necessarily precluding other supernatural events from happening on the show. <clears throat> oh, okay. I thought that's important to know. Because obviously it's the whole game of the show. Yeah, is, it makes more is, sense if he would take that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I have to go see if I can find the interviews where he talks about it and in the context that, that he actually meet, you know, better context. Yeah, he's doing a lot of interviews these days. He's doing a ton of interviews. They're he's all over every the place. like the show's done now. It's all completed yeah. and shot, edited. So like, uh, he's he's free to just do all kinds of stuff. And it's it's clearly uh, oh he talked about it in one of those interviews. Uh, it's clearly going better than uh, than the end of Lost did because uh, <laughs> like when Lost ended, uh, he didn't do any interview. They both like just disappeared. Yeah. For, uh, yeah. for some time. With like Switzerland or something? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went on vacation and, and just like got, you know, went off the grid. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're not, uh, you know, doing interviews about, about Lost or whatever. I mean, it was a long time before they really even talked about it. Yeah, it was like a year at least. Publicly. So like... <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they did a thing at the Comic-Con the next year. Yeah. And uh that was the first time they had talked about it um since then. So yeah, it it really isn't like that this time. It's clear that he doesn't he doesn't I mean, I think the 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 level of pressure is different. Um, you know, I mean, it's a shorter show and uh uh and and I get the sense, you know, it doesn't it doesn't have the same backlash. Mm-hmm. You know, um cuz like if you're coming into leftovers, you know, uh, you, you know, you've probably seen Lost, or at least you've heard about it. You know the thing about it, and so you you kind of should know. I mean, it's uh, you know, Lost said it's your fault too, but at this point, like, it really is your fault if you get into the show and you know you're disappointed by certain things because like mm-hmm. that's just what he does. He likes writing that way. It's a hundred percent clear. Yeah, and he's done a much better job of stating that up front, making it clear, like, 
Yeah. Hey, hey, if you want answers, don't come to this show. This is not the show for you if you want things explained and all that stuff. And uh, which 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 is super helpful because and again, you know, with with Lost, they didn't even know what they were doing when they started it. So, yeah, uh, they, you know, wasn't going to be able like they could really communicate like what's possible, what's not, you know, and they didn't want to like, you know, take anything off the table when they didn't have to with ideas prison spaceship from another dimension you know if you right reference. right right yeah yeah and it was it was all about the tease and stuff and it did seem like they were they were at least like um trying to i don't know it's weird because i do feel like leftovers like does try to get you to want answers but mm-hmm. but but I I just feel I feel this greater awareness and I guess acceptance of the fact that like I won't get all the answers I want. Yeah, it's like I want the answers, but that's not the point. And and yeah. and and, uh, and the point is to see how these characters are reacting and they're wanting for answers and not getting them. You know, right? Uh, right. Which is which is an enjoyable experience when you know what you know in that context when it's set up for you like that. Right. Um, and I think that's that was part of my frustration with season one. It was like, what what's the point of this? You know, like, right? Why am I watching this? Who cares? Like he's kind of maybe going crazy or not? Is that that interesting? Yeah. Um. You know, uh, and if season honestly, if season you know season two being really good makes season one better because you like the characters yeah, more. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> yeah, I like Patty way more this time rewatching season one. Yeah. Um. Um. And, and you know, and, and then the, having the the time crunch, you know, our truncated time of of not waiting week to week and right and all that, so things weren't as obnoxious. You know, when I could just get to the next episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh yeah, pretty good episode. This this is gonna be really interesting. I'm assuming next episode Kevin and Nora will be in Australia. Yeah, uh, that seems pretty logical. <clears throat> I guess the question the first question there is how do they find Kevin Senior? How do they all meet up? Right, right. Um you know there's a there's a season uh, trailer that they premiered a while ago for this season that I was gonna watch, but I just couldn't because I know it has spoilers in it, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, uh, and I I find that stuff to be so weird, you know, because it's like it's part of the show. They want you to see this stuff. They put it out there, but you know, is it a better experience not knowing anything? <laughs> Or is it better knowing a little bit like, oh, I remember in that trailer they had this scene with this thing, so I know that's going to happen. You right. Know, so, so if because if you want to like try to guess what's going to happen on the show, that's really helpful. Yeah. You know, so it's True. like you, you know, you kind of trade, you know, pros and cons between the two. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I generally prefer not to watch those things i find like i i always draw wrong conclusions or they they're misleading in some way when mm-hmm. i just see like shots from uh you know from future episodes like out of context yeah um it's it's just i i i always form wrong ideas which i guess is better than just guessing what the whole show is going to be but mm-hmm. um 
but it just gets me thinking in weird directions. And I guess I, I kind of enjoy just, you know, not really knowing what to expect at all. Like this, this episode completely, bl- I did not expect this episode at all. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess I imagined we would get more of, of Kevin Senior's story, uh, but I really never expected a whole episode of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I guess if I understand that, you know, this show is more like, you know, sort of single point of view oriented, then, yeah. I, then it's logical that that's the way it's going. But I guess mm-hmm. it, it didn't, I mean, I don't know. It didn't, um, uh, it didn't feel like it was necessarily like that. I mean, it, there's definitely some episodes in season two that are clearly like that, but it, it does seem like there are other episodes that do have, you know, um, more of a more of a like omniscient perspective of just like you know mm-hmm. going between various characters or maybe one is even the main one but it's still it yeah, still like yeah. pays attention to other ones you know um i mean in this case like no not at all um and and the fact that it's the final season they have eight episodes and they spent one of them on this mm-hmm. like i mean i i'm just i'm starting to go in that mode you know um that you know that I felt with the uh, with the trampoline, which you know this isn't like the trampoline. I mean, this you know this addresses plot elements and 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 also like you know some. You mean when when Nora and uh, uh, Erica were on the trampoline? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I it, I just got that feeling of. I mean, I got that feeling when the when the X Files came back and like there's this extended like drug trip sequence that that Mulder goes on and like it, it goes on forever. I mean, it probably isn't as long as it felt, but I mean, it, it felt like it went on for 10 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you know, you got five episodes. Um, why are you wasting your time on this? Yeah. You know, it just, it just seemed like such a, um, squandering of, of, uh, you know, what they, uh, the, the, the limited time they had and, and, you know, yeah, the trampoline scene, like I got a little flash of that. Of course it wasn't as long, so it didn't bother me as much, but, um, uh, and this episode isn't like that in the sense that, you know, it fills in, you know, certain plot details and, and also like, you know, character, I mean, his, uh, Kevin Sr.'s like journey in this episode is like fairly significant. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like, it's not like just a fantasy sequence where at the end, like nothing really happens and you can Well, I just... think that's the difference. Yeah. Is that this shows how important it is to set up what's happening for the end game of the show, right? To take a whole episode to set up Kevin's senior perspective means that that's how important it is for, to connect what's going to happen. Yeah. But, uh, I actually heard another, I think the big reason why we have that trampoline scene uh, it's kind of a spoiler. I don't know if you want me to tell you. Uh, it's a spoiler in terms of like casting. <laughs> if uh, that makes any sense. Okay. Um, uh, I guess that's okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's not. It's not like it doesn't. It more says what won't happen. It doesn't tell you what will happen. Oh, okay. Do you want me to tell you? Sure, sure. Okay, so if you don't want to hear it, audience, don't listen to this next five seconds. Um, so apparently Regina King's off the show. So mm-hmm. 
that was her last scene. Oh, so okay. I think that's why I had a little bit more attention to it. I and a little see. bit more like lingering, you know, kind of a farewell scene. Ah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I got that vibe anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, without knowing it, I mean the way the the way they portrayed her in that scene like gave me yeah. the impression that she was done. Yeah, she um, had no problems. Exactly, you know, there wasn't anything. She like got her little condo and she's doing well. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised that it's that. But uh, you're right, that makes more sense. I, I guess I didn't I didn't think of it as like a farewell scene. Yeah. So, because they don't necessarily play it that way. Because um, there's this idea that she, you know, Erica's still out there somewhere. Theoretically, mm-hmm. the story could go back to her. It's just not going to. Yeah, yep. Um... But yeah, I just, I just can't believe that. I mean, that that's why I compare it to Across the Sea. That it's like spending a whole episode with a character who's you know, very much not a main character of the series, um, you know, this late in the game is, is kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's also not really, not what I would call mythological. I mean, it does fill in some, you know, explanations of things we've seen before, but it, it doesn't exactly, you know what I mean? It doesn't progress the so-called supernatural aspects of the plot, you know, at all, really. What does it? Or or give us any new information about it. This episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, the big... Th- well, the big thing is... If there's a flood coming, that's pretty huge. Right, right, right. But I, I guess, like... I don't know. Maybe I'm too dismissive of that. I'm just... I, I just kind of immediately think that that's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. I just... <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, the fact that he kills the guy with the last song, it's like, I feel like he's just going to move on. I feel like, you know, coming in the, the path of grace and like, you know, like now he's come to believe that this is this is what the chicken meant. Uh-huh. This is what <laughs> the chicken meant. <laughs> what did the chicken mean? My quest to understand what the chicken meant. Uh, yeah, and, you know, like, maybe he'll, maybe he'll start to think, oh, it wasn't about the rain, it was about Kevin Jr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that makes sense. You know, he's in the thing. Like, so he'll just shift his focus. Like, I guess I just don't, I just, I don't know, I'm not convinced that the, the, even though there's an arc outside. I can see him thinking that when Kevin shows up and he goes, oh, this is what the chicken meant. (laughs) (laughs) which i hope becomes a phrase a common (laughs) phrase going forward uh in moments of people having like epiphanies like they just turn and they go this is what the chicken meant (laughs) (laughs) and it's just a metaphor like people just use it and and, you know people be like wait what does that phrase even mean we don't even know what that means it's just the thing we say right right what There's did he a lot mean? of stuff like that. And then, and then, you know, you have to Google it, and then you find right. out about the chicken of destiny. There's and... the chicken of destiny. Yeah. <laughs> chicken of destiny. 
And I love that detail. God damn, there's just, there's just this, the, that's what I love, you know, when writing is really specific. And there's this thing that is so classic where the, um, what did he say? The chicken um, could show you what you were looking for. It couldn't tell you what you what to look for right was that the was that the distinction oh yeah yeah yeah. um it couldn't is that what they said like it couldn't something like that you have to already know what you want to find mm-hmm. it doesn't tell you like what's next or where to look for anything and i thought that was such a lindelof like very specific distinction like he shows up to this magical thing but it's but it's broken you know he doesn't quite have the thing he needs to get what he wants out of it you know right uh just this little twist of the knife you know it's like oh man you know it's like if you already knew what you wanted he'd cluck it out for you (laughs) You um um yeah right 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 i have to get the like you know i don't know the, uh... I also like the limitation of that as a chicken <laughs> of realizing, hey, man, if you don't know what you want, I can't help you. Like, I'm not right. all powerful. You right, know, right, like, right. I have this one. It's like Wayne's hugs or like yeah. Kevin, you know, can't die or, you know, it's like this. You, you kind of have this narrow lane of specialness, you know. Right. Just because I can hug your pain away doesn't mean I can, you know, see the yes. walls or or know the know. future or whatever. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, and that lends, that's a kind of a, 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 it's a haul-on, really, if you want to get into it. Uh, But it's kind of like a macrocosm of the whole show, right? Like this one big crazy thing happened, which lends itself to other things happening, you know? It's kind of like that. Where just because the departure happened doesn't mean these other things are true. Actually, that's a good question. Was the chicken uh, clairvoyant (laughs) (laughs) before the departure? Oh, man. Oh man! Oh man! The 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 worst part is I completely agree with you. It's a great question. It's a great or did question. Or it just acquire its power? It's a great. It's a. It's it's like it it begs the question so hard. Uh, yeah, that's a good. That's a really good point because other people, the whole yeah, that's the whole point, right? Other people who have these powers are got it after exactly the sudden departures. So. So, first of all, I guess the chicken's pretty old. I don't know how long chickens live, but it's been a couple years at least. Yeah. Um, uh, But, um, yeah, you know, uh, (laughs) that's weird. I hate that that's a question to ask. Um, When did the chicken get its powers? Uh, and well, you know, another question being begged is: Do other animals have powers? Is that why the dogs are crazy? You know, does right. it tie into that? Right. Um, uh, yikes. Well, and didn't wasn't there a line in this episode about someone getting departed and the animals also getting departed? Yes, there was. Yeah, I thought that was uh, weird. Who that said that? That was in- weird. Uh, now I don't remember when that happened. Uh, but that definitely happened. Um, here we go. Small town, October 14th. Oh, he's talking about the chicken. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that where the chicken's from? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think he's talking about the chicken. You know what I saw on TV, Chris? A chicken on October 14th. So this is the town. This is where the chicken is. A town in the Outback lost its entire population. 
Only about 14 people, but all of them vanished, even the animals. Every little thing in that town gone except for one thing, an egg. So two days later, the egg hatches. They named him Tony. I love that line. That's what again, it is. Again, like the comedy of it, of like, um, of the, why would you name a chicken Tony? Um, <laughs> just, That's a good you know, question. It's, yeah, it's so interesting. And it's not like a particularly like Australian name or something or... Um, right. No, it's just then we named him Tony. It's just so hilarious. Um, at first, no one took him seriously. I love that line. But then the rumors started. Rumors that the chicken could help people find whatever they were looking for. Again, this this story is just a, you know again I'm, I'm going to say macrocosm another time, uh, microcosm of um, of what's going on with Grace, of what's going on with all these people. You know, I think that line, but then the rumor started, is really important. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, because it's like, that oh, well, out. then when someone wrote a book about Kevin, he seemed pretty special. You know, when people started saying he was special, well, now I'll take him seriously based on what other people are saying. Right. You know, it's like the... It's like the townspeople and uh, the the opener of the season, you know, and the, yeah. the flashback, you know. Everyone took the, you know, midnight rapture seriously when, when everyone was doing it and talking about it. But, you know, um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's that's the town where the animals got taken to. Uh, but 14 people, how many animals were there? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and that's when the rumor started. So he goes to see Tony. He, uh, Tony doesn't work that way. I love it. I love that there's a guy who. That's right. That's right. There's the there's the guy there's the chicken guy who's like who basically is saying my chicken. I have a magic chicken. Um, <laughs> God, wouldn't it be great if this was Wayne? Wouldn't it be great if that was Wayne? And this is like his scam before or something, or uh, before he found the hug thing. He had a magic mm-hmm. chicken. Um, anyway, I was kind of rereading this scene here. Uh, <laughs> oh, Tony started pecking and he pecked this thing. Yeah, wow. Um,. All right, what else were we talking about? Oh, God's tongue. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I, uh, what are we talking about? Um, I like that he, he always wanted to see the Sydney Opera House. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. That Sydney had an opera house? Well, no. I mean, not specifically. I guess I could imagine, but I didn't necessarily... I didn't oh. It. That's like the thing. Is it? Is it really? Like, whenever you see a picture of Sydney, that big white building that's shaped like clams or something... Like, oh, man, I have no idea the, what you're talking about. It's sounding crazy. If, if you look... Yeah, that made it sound weird. Look up Sydney Opera House and you'll immediately... Like, that's the shot. Okay. In everything of Sydney. All right. Uh-huh. All right. Images, maybe. Oh. Have I seen this? Oh, God, you've seen it. If you've seen Lost. Did they show it in Lost? Yeah. 
Oh, man. You're going to have to... I'm going to have to, like, watch again, because I Does don't... Does it look familiar? Not really. Dude, I mean... that's like... You know you know, in movies, when they want to show you a shot of where you are, and if you're in London, they show you Big Ben or the yeah. Parliament? It's like that. It's like, that's the Sydney thing. Jared Sydney Paris, has... The Eiffel Tower. Sydney has nothing else. I mean, that's literally... The that's whole the thing. The whole city is the Opera House. Okay. Everyone lives in the Opera House. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't, I don't, I don't really recognize it. Maybe, maybe, yeah, you got to see the right shot of it or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at a lot of different pictures, but, yeah. Well, it's definitely an interesting building. I, I could see wanting to visit there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's got a, got a kind of crazy design. It's like a, a what did you call it, a clam show? So they're like clams. Bunch of clams? <laughs> yeah. A bunch of clams. A bunch of clams. Uh, season three, episode fourteen. Do you know what you know what episode that is? I'm just testing you, Randy. Oh God. Uh... Without looking. <laughs> Let me think. Uh, season three, episode fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. Um. Oh shit. Uh, it's the one. It's the one. Fuck. Uh, it's the one, shit. Uh, it's the one after the man from Tallahassee. Um, wh- what was the one after the man from Tallahassee? Uh, oh man. Uh, wait. Oh God. Hold on. Is it expose? It's expose. Okay. Nice. Ooh. Good job. Ooh. It was tough. I got to left behind, and I, but I was like, no, that's 15. Mm-hmm. What was between those two? And it's like, what else could it be? There's no <laughs> other episode that it could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing happened uh, between those episodes. That's why it's expose. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I actually forgot happened. about Nikki Apollo. Sorry, guys. Yeah, well, they wanted us to. Yeah, there's a shot here. They show it in expose. Yeah, you wouldn't really know it, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to see. I'm just kind of searching, but anyway, that's the Sydney Opera House. It's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's clearly, it's clearly a thing, and I get why when I look at it. I just, I really, I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Maybe I knew it and forgot. I don't know what happened, but I was like, the Opera House, okay, whatever. I mean, I know Opera Houses are a thing to see, but. I didn't mm-hmm. necessarily know that Sydney I think had it's, a special one. I think it's I think it's Opera's house. Opera's house. Yeah, I think oh, that's, that's Oprah's the correct. House. <laughs> Oprah's house. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Uh cool. What else? Um, I don't think we we mentioned it last episode. The, the the obvious thing, as we were we were joking and making fun of the four middle aged women on a, on a, on horses, uh, but this whole you know four horsewomen of the apocalypse thing. Oh, didn't we say that? I don't know if we said that. I don't oh, remember okay. if we said that. All right. Explicitly, I think it's implicit. But uh, anyway, I just. Thought it'd make that you know in terms of the whole this whole portent of the end of the world. Right, they're on the horses and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, it's, uh, you know what, you know what else I'm going to say? Actually, here's, here's where I'm going now. You know what? Where are you going? You know what? Those other three women, <laughs> they got some, like, explaining to do. Because, yep. like, we know Grace's story. And, you know, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that excuses it, but it is extreme. I do understand. Yep. What the fuck were they doing helping out murdering this guy? What does she tell them? That they're like, okay, mm-hmm. we'll go mm-hmm. along with that. That sounds reasonable. Well, I think the obvious answer is she said he can let me talk to my kids and they probably have loved ones to talk to, too. I guess so. I guess. And one of them was kind of hesitating. Uh, So there was at least that. But uh, but I guess, you know, realizing that, you know, they didn't find the guy. They didn't find the piece of paper. Mm -hmm. They You know, they weren't there for any of that. And so, you know, they just. Like, she just shows up or calls or whatever, and it's like, all right, you know, I found this thing. I, I got to go find, we got to go get Kevin the police chief so we can talk to people in the afterlife. All right, mm-hmm. mount up. Let's do it. I think it's probably one of those scenes where, like, she tells them she needs their help with something, and it's super important, and she doesn't tell them what until, like, right when they kidnap them, and mm-hmm. it's too late to do anything about it, and they, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where... Nobody has time to really think it through, you right. know. Okay. And like, you know, it's probably one of those like she's like, meet me, meet me, you know, outside of the, the sheriff's station or whatever. Right, or, right. You know, or wherever they are, uh, are they? They didn't find him. They didn't get him there. He was out somewhere. But um, you know what I mean? It's uh, I kind of see it going going like that, where she didn't really give them the whole story necessarily, and. She, you know, there's a line or two about, you know, he can help me see my kids again. What? You know, and then they don't explain and go on to something else. And, right, right. Uh, so they're kind of, they're not completely bought into what's going on. They're kind of, you know, um, a little bit like the audience, like trying to figure out what's happening still. Right. Yeah, okay. Because that's the thing, that's the trap we fall into, right? And that's the same, that's the lesson I learned uh, with with this episode, you know, um, with the whole, you know, the end of this the second episode when, when Kevin comes out with the women and I assume he knows them to some degree uh, and that's like completely wrong. So, uh, right. you know, I'm trying to learn that lesson with this. And so just because the women are helping Grace doesn't mean they're completely bought in on the level she's bought in, you know? Right, 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 right. That's a good point. There's a lot of followers in this show. Mm-hmm. And they have various levels of commitment. I mean, like, Tommy, like, basically joins the Guilty Remnant before abandoning them at the end of season two. And I had completely forgotten about that. Yeah, Tommy had a weird period where he just, like, fluctuated between anything he thought made sense. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, when he went as so far as to do Wayne's hugs, I thought he had really lost it. Yeah. Um, because he knew Wayne was a fraud. Right. Uh, it's like, why are you doing this? And he, I guess he's trying to help people, but um, yeah, it's a really weird. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy. Tommy's character is a weird. He's a weird. He was one of the weirdest characters on the show. I kind of feel like he doesn't really have a place. Um, you know, like he, he's he's always in this weird tangential storylines when it is focusing on him. Right, um, right. Uh, and he, he's just kind of never fit into the show, I felt like, in, like, an organic way. 
Um, partially because he's, he's just kind of on his own from the beginning. Right. Um, uh, in his own like storylines and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been weird for him. Uh, I, th- I wanted to mention, I think in the pictures in the frozen photo album, uh, I think we see the pool where they, you know, in the past, we see the pool where they were, uh, the lake or pond or whatever, where they were dunking Kevin. I think we see, like, their kids on, and it's like a seesaw at the pool. I think that's uh, what it is. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's just like a thing they built to play in the water. Not to drown people with. So it wasn't like they constructed this thing and that's the other thing too like i didn't assume that she was on her own property for some reason me either me either i thought they <laughs> just went somewhere where they knew there was uh, a yeah, seesaw exactly exactly <laughs> or not only in that but like where the nearest like body of water was yeah and yeah, that, yeah. that that's what, that shows my bias as like an urban dweller you know, because it's like, to me, like, if I wanted to drown someone in water, I'd have to go, well, if there's a beach close by. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's no, like, lakes and stuff or ponds right. accessible. But if you're, you know, out in the country in the outback, you know, you might just have it on your own property. Right. Um, And that's interesting, too, is... If the page that she found had detailed that Kevin got shot and didn't die, she could have, like, tried to just shoot the Kevin. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She went with the the wrong interpretation version. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be weird if she ever finds out what actually happened. Yeah. Um, well, cool, man. I think that's it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's I think that's uh, covers most things. Yeah. So next episode, I guess. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, we'll see them in Australia. I'm expecting it to be another kind of single point of view. So I'm curious who that might be. Um, or maybe it'll be a bit more even-handed if mm-hmm. they if, if they have multiple characters in Australia. Right, uh, but yeah, I'm curious how they're gonna find each other. Um, maybe, maybe Kevin Senior just calls Kevin and says, "Hey, what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, uh, this lady read your book and she's interested. You know, yeah. Uh, and uh, again, though, you know, her supposition that Kevin can help her talk to her kids. You know, he Kevin Senior seemed to kind of validate that. He didn't say, you know, he didn't like. He didn't really kind of change her opinion about that like well no 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 he didn't he can't do that you know right because uh, that's not a thing he thinks Kevin can do uh, I, don't, I don't think yeah not not necessarily not for any obvious reason um I'd also be interested to know if there's any mention of, of Kevin's adversary in the bible it seemed like, you know, a Bible without a great adversary. What kind of Bible right. is that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think it would have to. But, uh, but yeah. Until someone says it's in there, I guess we'll, we won't know. Mm-hmm. 
Man, that's tricky. I mean, does that count as worshiping another god? Writing a writing a book of Kevin? Uh, well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's a technicality. Uh, you know, <laughs> technical foul. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, not necessarily. I guess. I mean, I, I you know, if you if you're not saying Kevin is God. Mm-hmm. You know, you're okay, just, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're just saying he's some kind of prophet or something like that. I, I guess it's not necessarily, you know. I mean, I imagine a lot of churches wouldn't approve, but mm-hmm. you know, it's strictly speaking, you don't have to deny anything, uh, you know, in the Bible or whatever. Yeah, yeah. This is, he's just the latest, you know, in a long line that. Just happened mm-hmm. to have ended a long ass time ago, but hey, hey, it's back again. That that gum you like is coming back in style. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that prophet you like is returning. Um, yeah. Uh, any other predictions uh, for the next episode or the season or anything? I feel very powerless to know what the next episode would be. So, like, the clue for this episode was uh, was the way the last episode ended. You know, mm-hmm. it ended with the 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 posse and and Kevin Senior. So that was a clue. So I guess based on that. I'm going to assume the next episode will focus on Kevin and Nora's trip to Australia. Mm-hmm. That seems like, and I don't know how far that's going to get and I don't know what they're going to do. Are we going to see, uh, death ray people? Uh, are they going to make contact with Kevin senior in the next episode? Like what is some random other thing that we're not expecting mm-hmm. that we have no way of predicting, <laughs> you know, like, could we ever have guessed Oh, twas a clairvoyant chicken what sent him on this mission. Like, <laughs> who would have come up with that? I mean, it's, you know, yeah. it's the kind of thing that once you know it, it's like, well, it was the chicken. So, you know, fine. But yeah. before you know it, you're not going to guess that. I think the biggest missing piece with that was that he thinks the end of the world is coming and he can stop it. That That wasn't known before. Yeah. Uh, that that was his big motivating thing. Um, right. Uh, but yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. The the the, the chicken of destiny um, <laughs> is uh, hard to hard to uh, imagine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do also feel powerless to think about what the next episode is. It seems so amorphous. Yet it's going to be really obvious and predictable when we watch it. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I assume it'll be their trip. I assume they'll get to him by the middle of the episode at least. Okay. Um, it's logical. It's just I, like, I, I don't want to discount the idea that they don't meet up until, I don't know, an episode mm-hmm. or two later. And there's going to be another aspect of the story that, you yeah, know, I mean, either could... it's about the death rays or whatever. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, they could they could go off on that, find the the uh, the the people who have the machine that could send you to the departed place. Yeah, or that's what I'm calling the death race. The death race. <laughs> or it could be uh, like you said, um, they might run into that guy um, right that died before. Yeah. yeah. Um, I imagine like Kevin at a bar and he sees that guy 
yes. like at a bar, and there's yes. probably karaoke there too. And Kevin will be oh, there. Oh God! Oh, I yeah. can totally see that. Absolutely. Yeah. And Nora will be like, I'm gonna go sing a song, and then they'll have a scene <laughs> between Kevin and that guy while like Nora singing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, it, just, it writes itself. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just like writing this episode <laughs> on the fly. Uh, but only the predictable scenes, not anything right. interesting. Um, yeah. Um, something else I was going to say about Kevin Sr. Yeah, see, I, I just don't see it playing out. So whenever they meet up, Kevin Sr. is going to say, hey, <laughs> Kevin, this lady knows a little bit about the book and what happened to you, and she wants you to help her talk to her kids. Yeah. And he's going to say, it doesn't work like that. Yep, yep. <laughs> So where are they going to go from there? I mean, is he? Are they going to try? Is he going to like oblige her and be right. like, "All right, drown me, and, and I'll go back to the hotel and I'll see if your kids, if I happen to see them, drown now that I'm me. looking for them." Wait for it for the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I've never well, drowned been, before. Haven't been drowned before. What did you say? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm so tired of drowning That's yeah maybe he'll try maybe he'll try you know i mean the door's open so like you know in the in the hotel i don't think Nora would let him risk it yeah well she probably won't want to but maybe he'll i don't know maybe he'll do it anyway the the, the hotel didn't contain anyone who departed so the fact that her mm-hmm. children actually died like the normal way uh opens up the possibility yeah uh, but I agree that like I don't know where that goes. I don't know. I don't. That doesn't seem like. It doesn't seem like an endpoint. You know. Um, it seems like something else has to come into play there. Mm-hmm. And once we see it, it's gonna be like, of course, it was bad. But yeah, for now, you know, I just feel speaking, clueless. Speaking of writing the show, I, I I'm picturing a scene between Kevin and Kevin Senior, and Kevin's like. You know, he, he the dad tells him how he got there, and he tells him he took the God tongue. He's like, oh, God tongue? He goes, you know, you told me that when I saw you on my TV. And then Kevin Sr. will be like, like, what? When you were at the hotel, you saw me on TV? And he's like, yeah. And I don't know what he's going to say, but I think Kevin Sr. is going to posit an answer for that, and that'll be the answer. He's going to be, and it'll be some pedestrian. They'll be like, oh, you must have you know, uh, remembered that other time I told you about how I did, that, you know, or like something, something that'll fill in why it makes sense that it, uh, you know, or, or an answer that won't confirm, you know, that, that it actually happened. Right. You know, but I feel like it'll come from Kevin senior for some reason. I feel like he'll be the one to be like, Oh, this is why that happened. Right. And it's not the craziest thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's my hunch. That sounds that sounds pretty likely. Um what else? Uh yeah, it's tough to I guess we could uh look at the next episode title real quick. We used to do that on the old LLD. Um Oh, did we? <laughs> you were there. Um, yeah, remember we used to look at the episode titles and try to figure out like what what might come next. Okay, didn't we do that? Did I make that up? I I I remember maybe doing that, but I don't remember doing <laughs> that a lot. 
Okay, it looks like the know. title is Good Day Melbourne. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds like it's definitely about the Australia trip then. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a morning talk show. It does, yeah. Maybe that's what it'll be about. Speaking of shows in this world, in Australia, did you notice, I saw some people talking about uh, in the scene at the end of the second episode when we when we see Kevin in the... Uh, in the uh, police station or whatever, the the Australian Kevin. Um, apparently, the TV in the background, the weather forecast was talking about plagues or something. Did you catch that? Have you heard about this? No. Am I making this up? Um. Yeah. Let me see if I uh, can. Here it is. It's right after Kevin's like, I put a bag on my head. I like. I just want to feel. <laughs> Oh, Kevin. Baghead Kevin. Uh, sorry, let me see. I just, I don't know. In terms of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, this was supposed to go along with that. I see. Like, it's like forecasting. Uh, uh, he goes and he shoots the kangaroo. Hellfire moving up from the south, off the Gold Coast, a high-pressure system of locusts, and perhaps blood boiling out. He's saying, this is a weatherman saying, I think he's saying this is going to happen on the anniversary? Sorry, I'm trying to find the right section. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention apparently the first time. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't either. Sorry to get the right spot. Keep watching him shoot kangaroo. Jeez. Okay. He says with October 15th fast approach, we might see this stuff. So he's just being cheeky. As yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was an interesting detail to kind of... Uh, uh, foreshadow this apocalyptic women thing. Right, right. Yeah. I guess it's a question uh, if she believes something crazy is going to happen uh, you know, on the 14th. It's the 15th down there. Yeah, thank you. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I love that detail. I love that. It's a good one because if yeah. it, if it was the same moment on the whole Earth, it could not have possibly been the same date on mm-hmm. the entire Earth. Yeah. So uh, yeah, fifteenth, of course. <laughs> the daylight, mate. Yeah, like the boat. You know, the reason for the boat. Um, it's not necessarily tied into that, but like, is there anything there at all? Okay, okay. What's what's the most obvious reason for a boat? I assume for a boat, you're going to go on water. Yeah. So maybe they are planning a boat trip. Yeah. Hey, maybe a solo race. Uh-oh. In a big arc. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you'd have a boat. Well, you'd build a boat, I should say. Um Dang, I thought it was going to be easy. It's not. Yeah. 
Well, maybe we'll see. You know, next episode we'll see what the boat's going to be about. Yeah, there's a lot of explaining to do. There's a lot of people who a lot of explaining. Lots Definitely to explain. Uh, and only five left. And only five left, ladies and gentlemen. Um, cool, man. Well, uh, all right. I think that's it. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time. All right. See you later.